Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. This is your favourite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer and joining me as always, back from a busy week of no rest, of no, of, of, of schmoozing, of, of boozing, it's Jeremy back from PAX. Hello, I'm fucking so tired, my guy. <laughs> I'm so, so exhausted. When I was editing last week's show on Thursday, mm-hmm. PAX hadn't started yet. So no. you like went to Parallels and you'd done a couple of things. Yeah, but went to the like, Agnes. We'll go through it later. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so I was, I was editing the podcast and you we were talking about PAX last week, how it was coming up. And you said, I'm so excited to have no free nights until Sunday. And I was like, oh, well, we've got the podcast on Monday. He was like, yeah, we got that. That's another, that's another thing. In a row. Another night that I'm not free. <laughs> and then when it got to like Thursday and PAX hadn't even started yet and like you weren't tweeting about parallels, which which was odd because I saw it. I'm like, oh, I didn't even... Is Jeremy... I didn't even know if he's there. And I spoke to you like a day or two later. I, I asked you about it. You were like, oh, yeah, I'm just so tired. I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, like I, I, <laughs> I had I'd barely been tweeting because of it. Right. Like I was... Uh, going from event to event, I was waking up, hopping on a train, immediately working, trying to talk to people, mingle, network, yada, yada, yada. And I was just like, I was barely on my phone. Like, I I, I, I went through my messages, like, today of, like, from people that had messaged me, like, on, like, Thursday and Friday. Like, my housemate being like, hey, can you put something on Plex for me? And I responded back today being like, yep, I'll, I'll do that either today or tomorrow. And they're like, they're like, I've already seen it. It's fine. You need to set an out-of-office message. It's very funny. It's, uh, that is going to be the topic of the show for the week. That is what we're going to be spending a lot of time about, listening to Jeremy's tidbits and anecdotes and stories. We've got behind-closed-doors demos to talk about and... And other things, most of which I haven't heard of, because as Jeremy said, he's been busy the whole time. So we're going to hear about it all today. Um, I Something else I said, rather something else that was said, I said it last week, was, oh, Jeremy's going to be busy. I'll try to make sure I'm playing stuff so we have something to talk about and what we've been playing uh, during the show. And my list of games for the week is very strange and very short. So what we're going to do is I'm going to intro the show. I'm going to tell you what I've been playing for the last seven days. We're all going to go, huh? And then we're going to talk about packs. So uh, without further ado, let's get into it. Let me scroll down here to the uh, the rigmarole. Uh, if you didn't know, you can catch us every week on any podcast platform of your choice. Or you can watch us on Twitch as we record the show live uh, if you want to see the show. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, please give the show a positive rating. Oh, pardon me. Please give the show a positive rating wherever you are listening to us, uh, whether you're watching live on Twitch, uh, watching on YouTube later, listening on any podcast platform, uh, wherever you're listening to us, if you can give us a positive uh, rating, that would be great. Uh, and as I just mentioned, we are live on Twitch every Monday. We're a little late tonight. It's it's about seven o'clock. Uh, Had to YouTube? get a few things organized. Uh, what? And oh, live on YouTube too. Yeah. Great. See how we go. Great. Never get any views there. See, yeah. see how we feel about it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, while we're live, before, during, and after the show, uh, we get to hang out with the Twitch chat and anyone else who's here. We're talking to Buddy before, who Jeremy's spending time with over the weekend. Uh, we're going to talk about next week's topic during the break of this show. So if you want to hang out with us, have a chat with us, uh, it's a great place to do that while we record. Uh, you can also keep up to date with us whenever we post a new episode or anything else for minimap.com.au. 
uh, by either A, going to that website, minimap.com.au, or by going to our various social accounts. That's Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Twitch, all at minimapau. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, it's a good way to know about what each topic of the week is uh, as we post the show. Uh, for example, last week was the debut of our new recurring segment uh, called You Can Have This One, where we tried to design our ideal Marvel's Avengers game. Each of us individually bring it together, mash it up. Uh, something that was brought up last week was that uh, Jeremy had booked a time to record a podcast at PAX. Unfortunately, Jeremy wasn't quite able to pull that off in regards to the people he wanted to book. They they, they were all unavailable. I've got I've got stuff on that as well, which we'll get to as well when I talk about PAX. Right, we'll get to there. So if you're looking for that episode that I spruiked last week and, and you can't find it, it's because it doesn't exist and it probably never will. So sorry that you're looking for it, but... We're going to hear about why it's not there in just a minute. Uh, <laughs> uh, we wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And lastly, if you want to help keep the lights and mics on, uh, you can throw $5 our way and become one of our patrons. Uh, it can help us to continue to do this. You can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, and it's as cheap as a latte with oat milk. Jeremy, did you have any any drinks this last weekend that were as cheap as 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 a as a, a, a Patreon subscription to minimap.com.au? Nothing is cheap as a Patreon subscription to Minimap. There is there is nothing no... as cheap as a latte with oat milk. Everyone, true. and you know you, you know what? It's it latte with oat milk in the city even more expensive. Than... That's that's how good a deal it is to to be to to be offering your your contribution to this show and this site uh it would help us out a lot you could do that by going to patreon.com slash minimapau uh otherwise we'll be here for you for free uh if that's something you can't afford or you can't get into so all the options are there for you uh be, so, be like shane in the chat who, who who i got to meet for the first time at pax who was saying hello and i'm saying hello back oh hello hello shane uh yeah no it's I was just saying before the the chat started, uh, Magic Cast here in the chat. That's this yes. is, uh, yeah. So I was just saying that um, I wasn't feeling the uh, the fear of missing out during the weekend because I I really needed rest. But now that we're on Monday and we're and we're about to hear all these stories and everyone on Twitter is like, I'm going home. I miss you all. I'm, I'm feeling it a bit now. I'm feeling they're like, oh, maybe I should have, maybe I should have done it. I think that's a good sign for PAX 2023. Um. So let's get let's get the what I've been playing segment out of the way, and then we can move on with the show. Um, Jeremy, I was I was it got to about Friday, and I'm like, okay, I'm so tired with this week. Did a bunch of work, didn't play too much. Finished Final Fantasy X. Don't really have much to say about it. Uh, did more end game stuff. Nothing as abjectly terrible as the mini games I pointed out last week. Not really much to talk about there. Played a bit of Blitzball today. Who cares? Um, but something else I did is I finished, I had a night where I sat down and I was looking, I was like, oh, I want to play something else. I want to play something different. Let me go through PlayStation Plus because I'm paying for it. So I may as well use it. I'm like, oh, let me install a few games. Maybe one of them will be done tonight. None of them were. So I didn't even play these, these random games that I installed. So first thing I installed was Assassin's Creed Unity, which I have on disc and have been thinking about putting in, but I haven't. Okay. Uh... And I'm like, you know, I, I played a lot of that game when it came out. And yeah, it was rough, but I, I beat it and I played it a lot. Let me see what I could do. And so I loaded it up and I'm like, oh, I'll start a new save so I can uh, 
you know, get the proper Unity experience. Uh, joke's on me, this is one of those games where you don't get multiple saves. Right, great. And I didn't feel yeah. like playing it on one of my other accounts, so I just loaded into my 80% complete save where all I have left to do is collect chests and side quests. And I'm like, oh, I don't really want to do that. I opened the, the map, which is a complete mess. I opened it, and even with an 80% complete map, I opened this map, and I'm like, Jesus. And I, I sort of stumbled around for 20 minutes, and then I closed the game. Uh... So then, what I what I did next was I installed Final Fantasy XV for, I think, the third time this year. <laughs> As you do. First time I installed it, I played half an hour and was like, I don't really get it. And yeah. then it's so big, I deleted it for space. Second time I installed it, I'd never even started it before I deleted it for space. This time I played about three or four hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much to say about it. That game's really weird. Yeah, it's not great. It's weird, like, it's weird, especially having played Final Fantasy VII Remake since then. Like, that combat system is so much tighter, and this one I feel like I don't know what they're wanting me to do half the time. Like, I, it's, it's a weird game. Uh, weird vibe, too, like the modern day plus magic setting. Very strange. Uh, anyway, the next thing I played was um, Red Faction Guerrilla Remastered. Why? Uh... Jeremy, I don't know. What I don't know. What why. happened to you this week? <laughs> it was a really, really strange week. Uh, I don't, I don't know what it was. I just didn't feel like playing on anything else. I didn't want to play anything on the computer, so I was just on my couch a lot of the time. But then, like, PlayStation Plus doesn't have that much that I don't already have or haven't already played, and so <laughs> I don't know. I played forty-five minutes of Red Faction yesterday. Great. Troy Baker's the main character in that game. Didn't know that. Great. Yep. That's the most notable thing I have to say about it. Destruction physics are cool. Uh, I played some Overwatch 2. Because some friends were playing it. Uh, that game is Overwatch 1. Yeah. Minus one of the characters per team. Yeah, I I was, I was walking around one of the booths. I think it was like... The, the ESL booth, I think. Yeah. And they had a bunch of computers there with Overwatch 2 that you could just, like, you could just walk up and play if you wanted. And I looked at that and went, oh, I'll keep walking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I was I was remarking to people how similar it was and how familiar it was. It was like coming home to something that I haven't been to in a while. Except Blizzard have done, and many things have come to light. Yeah, we now know that Blizzard to, have done About Blizzard things. since then. Yeah. It's like, like... The, the, one of the things that got me was I was it was on Saturday. I was installing the game because friends had been like, oh, we're going to play it. And I was like, oh, okay, let me install it. And then I, I'll be like 40 minutes because it's downloading. Um, but I just saw the IGN review pop up in my recommended. Let me watch the review because I hadn't already. And so Simon Cardi's doing his, his review. It's a good review. And he's talking about how there are less, how they tune, how every character's been tuned. And how his his favorite one of his favorite characters, Cassidy, doesn't have the flashbang anymore. I'm like, all right, I know there's new characters in this game. It's been a while since I've played. Who the hell's Cassidy? That looked like a a cowboy to me. That looks like McCree. Oh wait, that's right. They had to rename that character because they named that character after a dev on the team who turns out was really, 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 really tied into all of that Cosby room heinous disgustingness that came to light. Uh, this year and last year, with all the allegations that were made against them, it's like, oh yeah, yep, great, yep. 
Anyway, let's play some Overwatch 2. <laughs> yeah, I don't really feel like I want to play that game at all in any way, shape, or form. I have no desire. Yeah. Honestly, if, if you feel it all that way, yeah, I, I wouldn't. Mostly because, like, for people like you and me who, you know, played it when it came out and dabbled and went back to it for a couple of years and then fell off, mate, it's the same game. Like, I, like I'm not going to... I can't tell you that much about what feels different because I wasn't one of the people putting in like dozens of hours a month over the last four years as they went through all of the comp meta changes um yeah it's a really strange really really strange scenario if i had to pay for it i wouldn't have played it because it was free i was like all right well i'm I'm just gonna play with friends and then not play it until they want to play again yeah (laughs) i feel comfortable doing that and then just being like oh yeah uh yeah and then last night the reason I mentioned all these games and all of that was it came to a head last night when Sam and I finished dinner. We were watching YouTube and Sam was like, oh, I want to watch you play something. I was like, oh, okay, let's see what I've got on the dashboard. And I and I log on to and I and go to the home screen, go to the game tab. And it's like, what the fuck happened here? Final Fantasy 15? Assassin's Creed Unity? Red Faction Guerrilla? What happened here? Like, I just didn't recognize my home screen anymore. It was like I did it in a fugue state, and I came back. I was like, "Wait, wait, 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 wait! Someone changed the wallpaper. This is really weird." So that's it. It's just a weird week of games. Yeah. That's all I got for you guys. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but damn it, if it isn't honest. I mean, hey, there's, there's one thing we can call you. It's honest, Gary. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Jeremy, I've, I want to hear I've all nothing that to say about anything that you played. I have like a no, <laughs> I, I, I would be surprised if you did, Jeremy. I have absolutely nothing to say. Um, Thank you for indulging me. Yeah, no worries. I, I'm now here for the PAX Power Hour okay. and a half. Before we get into PAX, I'm just going to walk you through some, some my, my my week in 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 Games Week. Okay, so we're going to go through Migwa before PAX. I mean, PAX is part of Migwa, weekend. but yeah. Um, so yeah, but, well, yeah. It's 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 October now. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Um, Seventeen degrees, <laughs> cool breeze off the Yarra. As I take a sip from my latte with oat milk. Um, it's October, which means it's time for the Melbourne International Games Week. Gary's <laughs> laughing again because I said it's October once more. Um, there were events. Oh, Gary's gone. Okay, so the week for me started um on wednesday on 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 tuesday night tuesday night was my first event forgot about uh i went to the game workers australia meetup which is the the uh, it was a meetup for the um australian union right yep the australian game developers union um this event was great is, is basically the long and short of it. Um, there was plenty of people there, which was good, really good turnout, um, really good like energy going into this event, and you know people talking about you know the working conditions and and uh, you know talking about sharing information across across different studios and you know uh, pay sharing in terms of like sal- salary information sharing across. Um, so I just want to highlight that as Great. like the first thing that I went to. And it was very positive and very good. And there's plenty of good folks over there. Um, like my good friend Sarah and Maze, who uh, worked on Wayward Strand, which just came out as well, um, which I will get to very soon as well. A um, bunch of really great people there. Um, 
If you, you get to meet Maze? Yes. Yes. I got awesome. to, one of those things, like I, I went up to Maze. A reoccurring thing that I did this week was yeah. me going up to people saying, hello, my name is Jeremy. I know who you are and we have many mutual friends. We should be friends. And, and, <laughs> and that, turns out it's that easy. Um, great. It did that many, many times. It was great. Oh, that's fun. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, it was great. Um, so that was Tuesday night. Then comes Wednesday. Uh, we have the Australian Game Developer Awards, Carrie, uh, which, which I was a- The Agdas. The Agdas, um, which I was, I was, a, I was lucky enough to be, to be chosen to be a judge on. Um, again. Again. Uh, which, second year in a row. Second year, second year in a row? Second year in a row. Yeah. 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 I couldn't remember if it was second or third. you did it last year. I couldn't remember if I did it the year before or not. I don't, I don't think I did. Um, I'm pretty sure this is the first repeat. Yes. Um, got to go in person for the first time. Dressed up in my suit. Went, went to... Do you have a suit? I have a, I have a suit. Yeah, I, I have, a, sick. I have a suit because my cousin got married about less than six months ago, which means I had a suit that still fit me basically perfectly, which was great. Yes. Yes. I just can't put on or lose any weight or change my height at all in the next however long I need. Um, 80 years. Yeah. Um, it was great. It was, it, it, was, it was a good event. It was hosted by um, uh, the folks from Queens of the Drone Age, um, which is a, it's a tech podcast. Um, cool. Uh, it, it, That's a great name. Yeah, no, it's 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 a, it's a really good name. Like they they did a good job hosting. Um, the the venue itself was not uh, the, the the sound wasn't great. Um, it was quite a large venue. Um, and let me tell you, it's kind of thing with like t- like tables all around, like and then like a stage. Yeah, like tables all around, and then like a big open area for everyone to stand. Um, and then and then the stage. Um. If if there were tables everywhere, then they wouldn't have been able to fit as many people as they did. Um, I cannot tell you how wild it was to walk into a giant venue and just be surrounded by people and everybody drinking and just being like, well, I guess this is just what this is again. Um, this is what you signed up for. <laughs> yep. um, and it was honestly, it was great. It was really good. Um, some really cool games were there. Um, the, the, the top two games that won the most awards were Cult of the Lamb. Um, actually, actually, honestly, Cult of the Lamb won the most awards. Um, like I think they they took home. I think, I think it was four. Yeah, I, I saw a headline for that, like on IGN. I think, the, like Cult of the Lamb sweeps the Australian game developers. The, the, they did, and I I feel like that that's pretty well deserved. Um, I think I think that uh, Wayward Strand I think was was robbed a little bit. Um, because I I would have mm. liked to see maybe one of those awards go to Wayward Strand. Um, uh, that, bit of a bit of a like spider-man in the same year as god of war kind of a kind of yeah like the, the, they're both really good games so like i i get it um but yeah cult of lamb it pretty 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 neatly cleaned uh a lot of the awards which was cool clean clean house i think is what i meant clean, clean, <laughs> clean shop cleaned house. Ne- neatly cleaned <laughs> clean like a chicken bar yeah. uh, uh. <laughs> um so that was wednesday night Thursday night, my favorite event, Every Games Week, it was the uh, Free Play Festival Parallels, or Parallels, Parallels is the event. I think it's Free Play presents Parallels. I think, yeah, I think that's correct, because Free Play is a festival, and Parallels is the night, because there is a Free Play in in about six months on the other side of the year, which is a a similar event, but Parallels is a showcase um, which if you have been listening for 
any of the other previous anytime yeah <laughs> like any of the other games week years you will know that parallels i think is the best and i love it and it was great it was great again this year it was, it was a little bit looser this year that was like a little bit more um a little bit more downtime in between um games which was ended up mean that they were running short on time towards the end and uh right. but got to see some some really cool games the what was frog detective three there yes Yes, just oh, just like I'm looking at the I'm looking at the presentation list. Yes, yeah. So there were there were some really sick games. Frog Detective Three being one of them. It you can ride on a scooter now. <laughs> as the frog, Great, that's sick. Which is really funny. Um, uh, it, it was funny when 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 uh, Grace and Tom of of Worm Club um got on stage to show off the game. Um, Grace was on the mic and and Tom was playing and Grace said like and you know in Vogue Detective 2 you can do this and Tom presses a button you can start to scoot around and she's like this is why it's been taking me so long <laughs> <laughs> um uh Ian McClarty's game um Mars First uh what's it, what's it logistics called? Mars First Logistics I keep forgetting the name of it um which I'll talk about That's soon because he keeps naming things with really strange words <laughs> yes. really... uh what was the last one called that he did Red Desert Renderer or the or the catacombs. No, it was of, the one before that. It was like the, the catacombs of Solaris revisited. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yep. um, got to meet Ian, which was great. Um, great. I'll talk about that a little bit later because I because I played um, Mars first, um, and yeah, free play was great as always. Really good, really really welcoming, really positive. Um, some 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 quite some quite personal stories, um, some funny stories, some funny games. Um, it was just how many people were there. Uh, it was well. It was sold out. So the the auditorium that they had in in RMIT's building, um, it's probably about a two hundred people, maybe one fifty. Oh, uh, like a lecture hall kind of. Yeah, deal. yeah, yeah. Like it was. It was. Okay, it, cool. it, it's a it's a lecture hall. Um, maybe more actually. Did you did you all have? Were you all sitting in desks that had the like? Flip <laughs> no, up no, 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 no. It was it was more desks. it was more of a theater space. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Shuhei Yoshida was things. was in the back <laughs> as well, um, watching the Who show. Was? Shuhei. Um, oh right, cool. I, I saw him at the Agnes, and I saw him at Parallels, and and, and saw him from afar at Pax as well. Um, when he was at, did you ever nah, close the distance? No, nah, I didn't. Not, not not in a way that I not in a way that I could. Buddy even got to close the distance, didn't he? He got a selfie with Shuhei. Did he? I, I didn't. I didn't see. I think so. That's cool. Um, he, the he uh, at, towards the end of the show, someone's phone was ringing really, really loudly, and everyone's looking at like, "What whose phone that is? It was shoes," <laughs> 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 which was which was funny. Yeah, buddy got a photo. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, and then that's Thursday night, and I come home Thursday night, and I'm like, okay, and I get home, and I'm like, it comes the weekend, and I'm like, oh, tomorrow's Friday, tomorrow's packs. Yeah, I'm going to PAX tomorrow, and so I'm like getting all my things in my bag, and I'm deciding what I'm going to wear, so I can just put on my clothes and go in the morning. You know, like I'm. Is it late? Like no, like I didn't. I didn't do anything after Parallels on Thursday, so like I got home and it was I was sitting at home at about nine thirty, ten o'clock, um, but just you know, pretty fucking thrilled, honestly. Um, pretty excited. Um, mm. and that's right. Just before, um, just before. Uh, free play. Um, I stopped over at the uh, Melbourne Exhibition Centre, picked up my badge. Got your badge. Got my media badge. 
Um, That's a nice badge this year. Yeah, it's, it's a little small. The lanyards they had were terrible, so I went over to see Shane at um, uh, Game on Cancer, and he gave me a really nice Game on Cancer band, uh, lanyard, which feels much nicer. It was much nicer right. around my neck. Thank you, Shane. Is this a is this Shane in chat or Shane that we know or a third Shane? Uh, Shane that was in chat. Shane okay. Bailey. Um, yeah, and then uh, it got to Friday morning, and I went, "Well, fucking buckle up, better, <laughs> better here we go, <laughs> better go to PAX." Um, so yeah, I then went to PAX Friday morning. There was an hour earlier for people to go in. Um, who were media and and, and um, influencers and uh, exhibitors could go in even earlier than that um, to like get their booths ready. But yeah, like media influencers could go in an hour early. Um, and so I was then at PAX, <laughs> which was fucking wild to be at PAX again. Mm-hmm. Um, did you feel welcomed home, Jeremy? I did feel welcome home, Gary. Um, I cannot tell you how nice it was to be back genuinely the 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 i mean this is you've been talking about this since they announced that they were doing it 12 months ago you've been like pax is happening next year i'm so excited and i'm like is it (laughs) is it happening next year and it did good on them but it did and it was like great it was like a really good pax it was interesting because so there was no sony there was no um uh, no microsoft uh right no Ubisoft. No Sony, but Shuhei was there. That's fascinating. So I'm I'm reading between the lines. I'm pretty like he was there working, obviously. Him, Greg Rice was there as well. Um and some other folks were from Sony um partners were there as well. Um like they were there networking and talking to people. They weren't there showing anything off. What would Sony even have to show off at the moment, right? Like no one's played God of War yet, or if they have, it's like it's like it's just gone gold, like less than a week ago. Yeah, I don't know if we're even going to get a preview for God of War. Like, yeah, I don't know. Now's um, the kind of time we'd be hearing about it. Like all the all the Gotham Knights previews went out last week. Like, yeah, yeah, it was. I know it was it was odd. Um, but yeah, like so th- there was there was just shows that were sorry th- there were just booths that like a lot of indie booths. Um, Square Enix were there showing off Final Fantasy XIV, and you could play, I think, some of their new content early. Um, uh, but then, like I said, there was like a lot of hardware manufacturers. There was like PDP, there was Audio Technica, AMD with their Intel, with their HTC, with their um, like you know, like the PC part manufacturers were there. Like you know, yeah, like AfterShock. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, yeah. Secret Labs were there showing off some chairs. Um, <laughs> Um, like, 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 <laughs> like I get it, but that's very funny. Yeah, it's, it's a funny <laughs> sentence. Um, uh, as well as like, um, there was like some telcos that were there to show off, like, like just like, I don't know, change from Telstra Optus to this random telco that keeps like marketing to gamers. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. Aussie Broadband were there. I don't know, it was it was just very funny to see those. But then the indie section was huge and. I think bigger the, than normal, or um, I think so because there were there were indie games not in the indie booth as well because there was like there was an area which was um, NZ Code, which is um, a New Zealand, um, I'm I'm not sure like, dev- like a programmers collective, yeah, or something. well, like like not even programmers, just like like game developers like association, I guess. Um, okay, they cool. they were there with a the booth, so a bunch of like New Zealand students and. Um, just developers were there to able to show off their games. And I think that they like, 
they got comped spots in that in those booths. Um, I think that's cool. So, well, they probably pooled their resources for a spot. Yeah, like it, it was a large spot. It wasn't like one booth. It was like okay. like it was like probably they had I think about eight stations in the size of maybe what might be like three booths. Um, so like it, it, it was like it was sized really well. There was a there was a Tasmanian developers booth, and there was, of course there's like Swinburne, RMIT, AIE. Um, you see anyone you recognize there? An the old stomping ground. <laughs> Not at AIE. I don't know anyone there. I don't know anyone there anymore. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Um, just fine. I say, it hasn't been that long, and then I'm like, oh shit, fuck, it's been that long. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the very first hour is guess what? Go find out what you want to do and go and do it because there are going to be lines. So Right, yes. To And to make this clear for the audience, you as press, you get to go onto the show floor an hour before the, it's open to the yes, public. An, an hour before. So what's days. that? Nine before 10, right? Yes, yes. Nine before 10. So I beelined to the Sonic Frontiers booth. Yes. <laughs> um, I was there with... Actually bought your, your tweet about this up in a discussion oh, really? this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me let me just talk to someone who's like, I can't play God of War. Sonic is coming out that week, <laughs> and and I was like, good on him. I was like, oh yeah, my friend played that. Let me see what they said. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great. Um, just gonna throw it to the to the trailer section of the show while I while I while I talk about the thing that I saw that was on screen. Um, I, I go to I go to the 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 Sonic Frontier booth. I bump into Leah Williams from 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 Games Hub, and I'm like trying to introduce myself. And then someone's like, "You want to play Sonic right now?" And we're like, "Yep, let's go!" And so we just start to fucking play this game. And I cannot tell you how not very good this game is. Um, <laughs> oh, Jeremy, no. this game is not very good at all. Like, not that it's surprising, but like it's the same thing I said when Anthem came out, right? Like, I don't want this game to suck. I don't want this game to fail. It just does. Um, so I was, I was so I, I I've I've got my notebook here. I took many pages of notes from from different games that I saw. Um, the, the Sonic Frontier page just says Sonic is weird, man. <laughs> um, it is weird. There is so much Breath of the Wild in this game. There okay. Are, except, but there's also skill trees. There is maps with markers. There is. Oh, so it's like wide open sections of like empty space that you're running through. There is uh-huh. a there is a stamina meter that is a little circle next to your character, as apparently all stamina meters are now at this point. Yeah, which includes running uses stamina. Doesn't use a lot. You can run for quite Wait, a while. What you yeah. can't run forever as Sonic. So so you can run and then you can sprint. Right. So like there is running, but then there is sprinting. Um, sprinting What's uses stamina. Um, I never once ran out of stamina while playing this game. Oh, okay. It was really weird to the oh. point, like, why is it even here? Why is it in there? Why is it even <laughs> there? Um, the combat is bad. The combat is this weird, you, like, you've got this auto attack, like, not, not auto attack, but auto aim attack function that you, like, it's the jump in the air and then... Oh, so it's it's Sonic combat from 20 years ago introduced to Sonic Adventure 2, right? Yes, yes. Um... And then you've also got like a like a rapid fire kick button that also feels like shit. Um, <laughs> the order, so the, the order battle attacking thing that that it is, it was got boring so quickly. And I played this for maybe twenty minutes. Right, I I I played a quick demo and I was already really over this combat. Um, so I I've seen the. 
I saw one of like the IGN first gameplay. Is that the ones where you're like facing the robots and you stun them and then you have to do that 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 really fast attack thing? Yeah, is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um okay. those there's another attack as well where you like run and like a trail shows up behind you and then you can trail into a circle around an enemy and then like slashes all happen inside that circle like a like a pokemon attack um <laughs> i don't know it was weird um the uh, best pokemon game i've ever played yeah right i cannot tell you how boring this game is to look at so we've got a trailer up now with like a bunch of like you know visually quite interesting sections castles roads all of this stuff right the the demo that i played was rainy grassland right <laughs> dull overcast rainy grassland with some of the worst pop-in that i have seen in a very long time and these are not running on xboxes these are not running or like on, switches yeah there's not running on an xbox not running on a switch not running on a playstation 5 this is running on a high-end gaming pc with a giant fuck off graphics card in the middle of it like you could see the pc i looked at the pc <laughs> I couldn't. I didn't recognize a graphics card because I don't know a graphics card that like that well. But they were high end graphics card. It was big. This seems not good. What I have written no. down in my notes. I get to a point now. I, heard- I go up to a computer and I enter this computer in like a Tron esque, Matrix esque kind of way, and inside of this computer is Green Hill Zone in three D, and it looks great. It's bright, it's colourful, the wind is blowing through the grass, I'm running, I'm doing loops on the green hill zone, like... So you know, it's like 2D gameplay? No, 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 3D. Like, 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 oh, okay. like, like the, the same gameplay as Sonic Frontier, but I'm, oh, in, okay. I'm in a green hill zone adaptation, and it was awesome. And then two minutes later, it put me back You're in out. this grainy, boring, overcast, rain, bar, rain field... And I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah. Why would you make this the place? Why is this the place that you keep showing off? Yeah. Um, Green Hill Zone was lovely to look at. Bright, colorful, pretty. And then bam, back to rainy shit. Um, I don't think this game is very good. I'm, Damn. I went in going what if this is a really good sonic game like i was like yeah. i was a little bit like what if this is great like that would be fun you're ready it? for them to surprise you if they could yep yep yeah these monsters they look like they look like xenoblade chronicles 3 like like yeah yeah robots these, like mech things yeah like they look like mech on um i don't know it's not very good damn that sucks that does I, suck. I remember hearing something earlier this week about how uh like all the messaging and like all the interviews with the developers and stuff has been like, oh, is there any chance of a delay? And all the messaging has been like, no, this is coming out in November. This is coming out in November. Yeah. It is coming out I don't in get November. It. I, I really don't get it. <laughs> yeah, like what what deadline are they trying to hit? Like is Sega about to like sell the property or lose the IP or something? <laughs> like No, but I wonder like is there is there it's Tony Hawk? Is there um Sonic Netflix thing coming out soon, that animated show. I don't know. Mm. I don't know either. I don't know, but like maybe they could have held on to Sonic Origins, made that good, and put that out in November. What? Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Yes. I then go over to the, the Pax Rising section. 
to some of the indie area. And I immediately go over because I want to play Mars First Logistics. So I did. Having seen it at Parallels the night before. Having seen it at Parallels and having seen basically every single development tweet that, that Ian has made. Um, yeah, that's true, yes. You are a, a big fan of Ian's, aren't you? Yeah. So, so we spoke a bit and I told him how much I like basically every game that he's made. Um, and then um, we get to, I get to play Mars vs. Logistics. And let me tell you, I am bad at this video game. <laughs> let mm. me tell you, I am not good at this, especially when there are people behind me. And it is very warm in the convention center. And I am wearing one too many layers and sweating a little bit as people are watching me. Ah, today. the first hour of PAX. The first hour of PAX. When you haven't, when you haven't like, hit homeostasis. <laughs> yes, yes. I have not I have not become I've not become room temperature yet. <laughs> um uh, there's a demo app for this game, I found out, which is really cool. Um, it's, oh, it's, this looks sick. It, visually, it looks really good. All of the terrain, um, uh, as Ian was talking about um, uh, at, at his talk in Parallels, um, it's all randomly, like, uh, algorithmically generated, all the terrain, which is really cool. Um, it controls all right when I'm driving, but, I'm, but also you decide how you want to build the, the trucks and the rovers and stuff. Um, so it's, it's kind of a... It, it, it felt like that maybe I just didn't have a very good truck. Um, to, How similar is it to something like Trailmaker? That, that, that's what I'm thinking, right? It's it's phys- it's it's physics based, right? So like, so Mars vs. Logistics is a game where you you control a Mars rover on Mars. You can build it using blocks, sort of like Lego, and you then get missions to then move things around and and get materials to then take to a base, and so then a building can get built, sort of thing. Um, it's a it's it's made by I think two or three people. Um, visually, like it's got this like interesting cell shaded esque kind of like sable um, terrain. Yeah, like, or like, roller drone. Yeah, yeah, like look to the world um, where like as the same with like with like uh, dust particles and stuff. They sort of turn into big spherical clouds that follow behind you. But it's all it's all flat colors and and all all the colors are all determined by um, like the, the time of day and the shaders. And the actual, um, uh, the, the actual uh, gameplay part of it is you driving around um, the like driving around this rover on Mars, putting things in places so that then you can build up buildings and complete contracts for the astronauts that are that are on Mars. Um, these astronauts, by the way, are so funny and little and cute. Um, they're these cute little chubby astronauts that like just sort of like wander mm-hmm. around and they've, they've all got jetpacks. And so if you try and drive into them, um, they will then jetpack above about like a couple centimeters, just like above where you are. So you can't actually hit them, um, which, which, which was, is impressive because your thing can be many different sizes and shapes depending yes. on how you make it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it detects how, how tall you are. Um, That's great. Uh, my notes here saying uh, visually this is really nice and then I wrote the words astronauts with three exclamation marks and then I wrote I am so bad at this in two exclamation marks um one of the most amazing things about this game right is that you can share your creations with other people um so you can uh build up a rover of your own and share it and the way you share it is it will give a you will download a png and I can give you that png of my rover and I shit you not, embedded in the transparent pixels of this PNG is what the game can read. 
So the game can read the uh, like is is the code for the the thing that you're sharing, the like in the alpha channel. Yes. What the hell? The alpha channel is um, capturing the rover that you've created, so I can give someone the pin. I'm holding my hand out like so I'm giving just, someone a you photograph. You can just share an image on Twitter of yes. your rover and be like, "Hey, look at this thing," and then anyone could take that image and stick it in their game, and the game will decode. The alpha channel. The alpha channel. Yes. How incredible is that? That's amazing. How amazing is that? I was looking at about this and I'm like, this is like, that's one of the most clever things I've ever seen a game do. And he goes, thanks. Like, I'm I'm really proud of it. Like, and he goes like, I'm not the first one to do it. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. Like it's, it's really good. Um, yeah, that's so cool. Right. How awesome is that? Yeah. Um, Yes, okay, right. that's mind blowing a little bit. Right? How just so incredibly impressive is that? I didn't know the Alpha Channel was that, like, I don't know, I complex. Don't, I like, don't. I didn't know you could put that much complex information in it. it. It might not be in the Alpha. I don't know where it is. I'm, I'm assuming it's in the Alpha because, like he said, in the transparent pixels. But I don't know how it does it. I don't know. It's magic. That's, that's magic. Fascinating. Um. Uh. And also, um, I, I I was talking to him about the the generation of of the terrain. I was like, because uh, Red Desert Renderer is also a a terrain generating game where that's that that's largely it. Like that was just inspired by, um, in going into the out of bounds areas in Red Red Dead Redemption Two online, and him enjoying yep. how fucked up everything looked, and then him yep. trying to make his own version of that. And I said like, how much of Red Desert Renderer is in this? And he goes, it's actually the same code. <laughs> Um, like, you yeah, know, like yeah, at yeah. least that's where it started. Like he, he just plugged it directly in, um, and then, and then made a game around that. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking at this, it makes sense. Yes, totally. Uh, yeah, the, 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 the there's going to be plenty of contracts and, um, he's talking about having, uh, like a, a, a generation of contracts after you've done the main story as well, so that you can theoretically have endless amount of playing, um, which is, which is, is there cool. a date? I don't remember. Um, I actually haven't got... I can have a look. Yeah, yeah. Have a look. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, yeah, I don't know. I actually asked... Okay. I, so I asked that of every single developer I spoke to. Is there a release date? Is there a release window? Didn't write a single one down. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank God you asked all of yeah, them. Yeah, I know. I thought, about, <laughs> I thought about that on Sunday, being like, I keep asking this and then not actually doing anything with it. That is hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Uh, there's nothing on Steam. I'll have a look at the website, but oh, it's just the Steam community page. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Well, while you do that, I'm going to talk about something else that I played. Please. Got to go hands on with the Steam Deck. Oh no, shit! Who had it there? A couple of developers actually. Right. Didn't get like a lot of time on it, and I was only playing two games because it was the developers' booths at those games. Um, right, so you so you were simultaneously demoing games and Steam Decks. Yeah, yeah. There was a game that I wasn't really that keen on playing, um, but I got in line because I wanted to play it on the Steam Deck. Um, fuck, this game console is tight. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's good. It is got a great screen. The 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 analog sticks are good it feels good it's heavy it's nice it's it but it's not like too heavy it's sturdy and 
the thought of playing like you know high-end games on it is just like awesome i don't know i really want one so fucking badly oh i mean it's I know. Yeah, I mean, it's got so much hype. But yeah, it, it's good hearing you talk about it. Like, did you use the touchpads? Uh, I did a little bit. Or was um, there not much reason for it? Th- there wasn't really any reason for it. Um, like, I one of the games had a cursor, so I could sort of use it as a mouse, but like, I, I wasn't really doing it anyway. Um, I was talking to people who were making games for the Steam Deck, and I was like, what's it like developing for? He goes, like, it's the same executable. <laughs> it's, it's like... Yeah, it's a PC. Yeah, it just... And I was like, yeah, like, have you had to do anything? And he's like, nah. Like, it, it just it just works out of the box. I'm like, that's amazing. And they're like, yeah, I can't really believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's like, I was... Yeah, that's like, pretty oh, cool. Someone said, like, I was kind of preparing to have to, like, spend a, a couple of days on it to get it working, but, like, it took like me... Like, optimizing. Yeah, it's like, it took me, like, an hour. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's amazing. Um... <laughs> That's cool. So yeah, I got to I got to hand hands on with that. I don't have anything like really major to say aside from this thing is really cool and I really want one. Um, yeah, but like it's yeah, it's I I want a Steam Deck. Sam, so I was laughing for like two two minutes ago because Sam's in the chat, but is like on the phone and so is only watching and just writes, "What the hell is that thing?" <laughs> <laughs> and so I describe it, and Sam just says, it looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> I have always thought it does look un- uncomfortable. Like, the one of the main criticisms of it has been how clunky it is. Like, it's quite chunky. It, it, is, it, is, um, a, it is a chunky console. Um, it, is a, yeah. it is a big switch. Like, I've heard for anyone with short with small hands like it's it's borderline not worth it because of how big it is yeah yeah i think it's 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 worth saying that my hands like my hands cramp while i'm using the joy cons um because they're so small so like ah uh, yeah i don't know anyone who doesn't yeah anyone anyone who's doesn't whose hands don't i sentence apparently ollie's don't which is hilarious what his, his hands are bigger than mine Maybe they're so big that he can, like, <laughs> rest them properly. <laughs> uh, this next game. Um, quickly, Kerry, what, t- what, what time are we on? We're at 45 minutes. Right, um, halfway point, almost exactly. Cool. I'll, I'll get through this one. That's pretty good that I guess that. Um, I'll, I'll yeah. go through this one, then we'll go for a break, and we'll come back, and I'll, 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 I'll round up some more stuff. Um, right. This game is called Dead Pets Unleashed. Dead Pets <laughs> Dead Pets Unleashed. This is a uh, visual novel-ish. Like, it, it's a visual novel slash like adventure game um, where yeah. you are a, uh, a a member of a of a punk band um, called the Dead Pets. Um, oh, okay. And you're not actually Dead Pets. N- no. Um, oh, thank God. And and uh, you are. You know, punk band, low on money, struggling to you know do things like you know pay rent, work, and 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 there are a lot of there are a lot of activities in this game that you do, which are little mini games. Um, so right. so doing a shift is you running around tables, um, doing like like being being a, being a waiter, taking orders, bringing food, and just like it gets you know it's just like it's it, you, that is how you do work, and then. In your punk band, it becomes a rhythm game when you're doing like playing the songs, which were which were pretty cool that I quite enjoyed. Um, it, this game is really funny. 
Um, it's written Great. really, really well. Um, it's 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 very it's very feminist. It's very queer. It's very good. The 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 style of it is really sick. Um, I I played that game. Um, and then and then shout out to all the developers after, and I sort of sat there going like, yeah, I want to just play this now, <laughs> and they're like, yeah, yeah, like it's like they seem really happy with it. Also, everyone's demons. I forgot to mention this. Everyone, everyone's a demon and uh, ghoul y kind of person. Um, okay. In in this in this city, um, like this this city, there's like a top down view of it, and there's like you know skyscraper buildings and stuff but there's also just like a like i couldn't tell if it was a statue of a person leaning against the building or if it was a giant demon leaning against the building that is a landmark um right i I didn't i couldn't go over there um like there wasn't anything for me to click on to go over there at that point um but i would like to find out more um one of the first um things you do in this demo at least that i played um was you wake up and you then go into the bathroom and clean your vibrator um, and then you... Oh, is that what that was? <laughs> I thought it was like a demon hand. <laughs> no, no. And then you go over to the closet and decide what outfits you want to wear. And I couldn't tell if this was a joke or if this was just because the game's still in development, but there was a choice of two outfits and there was like outfit one and outfit two were the same aside from two had a jacket. And I couldn't tell if that was like a funny punk band commentary or it was still in development. Yep. Either way, I don't want that to change for that section of the game because <laughs> it's very funny. Um... Yeah, Dead Pets, uh, Dead Pets Unleashed, really cool. Um, yeah. Just a really funny, fun, sick game. Let's see if that one has a release date. Seeing as you didn't write it down. Seeing as I didn't write it. I don't know if I asked them. <laughs> Pardon? I don't know if I asked them. I don't remember asking them. If they Planned had. release date. When we're ready to rock. Fair enough. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. That's what it says on Steam, like in the bit where it normally says like October twenty sixth. Yeah, yeah. They uh oh, they launched a Kickstarter only like a month ago, September fifth. Yeah, right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. Good on them. Mm. Want to throw it to Race? a break? Yeah, let's go to a break. It's just going to be a bit more of. What Jeremy's week was like, his and, weekend was like. And I'll talk about PAX as a convention as a whole, and you can hear me become incredibly unhinged talking about Play to Partner. Play to Partner, get ready, everyone. I might, if, I might do that. Do you want to be a bit, the best streamer in the world? You and millions of others can be. It's, it's going to happen. Don't worry. Don't you worry your little head about it. We're going to hear all about that possibility after the break. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. If I was a little slow on the draw there, I heard a scratch at the door, like right as you press the transition button. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, welcome, welcome back. Wow. <laughs> Spooky season. Uh, we, it's not really much for us to. I don't really think there's any preamble, Jeremy. It's just time to it's time to continue yeah. to talk about packs. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on in. Um, I'll, I'll begin this segment, I think, talking about so continue to talk, talk about packs. But I want to talk about first of all what I was doing over the, over the three days, because um, sort of a lot to do, um, and then I kind of want to go into the weirdest thing that I found at packs. Um, okay. And th- well, there's there's two things I want to make sure we cover before mm-hmm. we get to the weird thing. Okay. One of it, one of them is uh, 
what happened to the PAX show. Yes. And the second one is I want to ask you how PAX felt. Yeah, sure. But we, we, so but, so, uh, so uh, th- yeah. those are all, they're all kind of the same thing. So I'll, 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 okay, I'll, cool. I, can, I can get through those now. So, so what I was doing at PAX, a lot of what I was doing is hanging around the indies and, and talking to developers and, you know. Loitering. Like, like loitering in a way that I'm like, I want to talk to you, but you're talking to someone else. I'm going to hang out here and kind of pretend to watch your game, but also watch your game and then wait until you're free to converse. So there was there was a bit of that, um, and also just like you know, looking around at all of the different things because there's a lot to do at PAX. Even if you're not going to panels, which I, I didn't go to any panels at all this year, um, just be, not not for any particular reason aside from I was just sort of busy doing things. Um, but I yeah, like there's a lot of things to do. There's a, there's the hilarious Just Dance booth, um, as always there. Yep, like, yep, yep, yep. Not 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 showing off the next Just Dance game, but there's just like, a, there's a dance stage where they just have Just Dance going all day and a big long line of people wanting to do it. And um, Wait, did they not have a Just Dance, a new Just Dance area either? Ubisoft weren't there. Oh, I didn't know Ubisoft weren't there either. Yeah, no, no, Ubisoft, well, also, I'll get to that because they were, but they weren't. Um, yeah, like Ubisoft were not on the expo floor at all. Um right. This is what I mean. Like, there was no major publishers. Yeah, except Square Enix with Final Fantasy fourteen. Yes. Sorry, yes, yes, aside from that. Um, so, yeah. Um, but there was also, there's like a, there's a speed running section um, and there was a, there's an upstairs area up where GCAP is usually held at PAX um, where they had, um, they've got like a Pokemon Battle League in there. Um I've got some more games over there. Like they, they had wait, like there was a Wayward Strand booth. There was a Checkpoint Gaming booth. There was um, some other stuff as well. And there's also more rooms to have smaller panels up around there as well. Um, and yeah, so like what I sort of do around there is just like talk to as many people as I can, and then go back to the press room and just breathe for a bit. <laughs> And have some water, right? And <laughs> and have a snack, and then and then get up, get up and do it again, <laughs> yeah. And go back out into the into the into the masses into the fight. And food is so important for conventions. I forgot to say, uh, Street Fighter Five. No, sorry, Street Fighter Six was there Six. as well, which I which I got to play. Um, I haven't really taken any notes for it because I'm I don't really know a whole a lot about Street Fighter. Like I've played two a bit, um, but like. I, I don't know it super well. I played it and like I I won a few matches against the easy difficulty AI, um, but like I I don't know what to look for to see like hey is, did you is a good one or not? Try their new control scheme. Did you try that? They've got that like simplified control scheme. I I, I didn't know. Like I I I just jumped in. Um, uh, people there seem to have a really good time with it. Like I didn't like anyone I spoke to about Street Fighter uh, Street Fighter Six wasn't like. Yeah, no, this 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 one isn't good. Like they're like, yeah, this one seems really good. Um, yeah, I've I've only heard positive things about it. Yeah, yeah. It, it it sounds like from people that know that it's going to be a good one. Um, and visually, it, it's it's really quite cool as well. Um, I I quite liked seeing it and the the backgrounds really detailed and all that stuff. Um, so got to play that. Um, some some people doing like there was someone there who was playing um had a keyboard and was playing video game music. 
um, but was taking requests. And then he's like, I don't know that one. And so he, he, listen, he listens to it for about 30 seconds and goes, I can play that. And then starts to play it, which is... Oh, that's nuts. So impressive. So, so that's impressive. It's like, um, you know, Lara with, the, with all the numbers, like 6687 or whatever. She, she does a very similar thing. Right. Uh, Twitch streams. Um, yeah, so, so, so it gets to Friday and I'm like, oh my God, a whole day of packs. Hit 29,000 steps that day, mm-hmm. which is a lot. It's like mm-hmm. a lot of fucking steps. I, mm-hmm. I was walking around from 6 a.m. that day, um, which was which was pretty... Six? Yeah, pretty, pretty... Like, that was when I woke up. And then... Jeez. And then, yeah, like... Because I, I, I went with my partner into into the city a bit earlier and went around and got some food. Bought a sandwich from a shop... And I was like, hey, like, can I have this toasted feta and veggie sandwich in the morning at 7.45, 8 o'clock, whatever? I'm like, it sounds like a perfect thing to have for breakfast. And they're like, yep, sure. And they give it to me and it's in a sealed box and it isn't from a fridge. And I'm like, well, I've already hit pay. <laughs> so I guess, I guess I'm having this. And then I... T- what? Right? How upsetting. How... Sealed box. Like, you know, like a 7-Eleven sandwich. Oh. Really annoying. Never going to go back there. Um, uh, so, yeah. It's get a Friday night. Bunch of us go out drinking. Good fun. Get to Saturday. Very tired. Quite hungover. Um, go into back. Still a bunch of stuff. Got some meetings on Saturday. See some games. Yada, yada. Gets to about... Six o'clock, the expo hall closes. Sitting in the press room. Saturday night. It's the weekend. It's the Everyone's weekend. here. Everyone's here. I'm sitting in the press room. Six o'clock. Expo hall's closing. You can see everyone leaving leaving the exhibition center. And I sit there and I'm chatting to a couple of people that are in the, in the press room who I don't know who they are, but they were very nice to talk to. And then I just close my eyes a little bit. Oh, no. Just a little bit, and my head goes down to my chest, <laughs> and I fall asleep for about a minute and a half or two minutes, and I wake up <laughs> and I'm and I realize where I am, and I'm like, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna go out drinking tonight. I'm going to go home. <laughs> That's and, a sensible decision, Jeremy. And it was honestly a really good decision. It was nice to go home, had some dinner, watch some Andor. Um, it was, it was, it was good. Sunday, same thing. And then after that, Megadev, the, 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 everyone is done with Games Week event, drink up night, nice time, positive time. Spoke to, uh, someone that you and I, uh, saw a panel, uh, of years and years and years. Do you remember the first time? Is it that press one? Mm-hmm. I spoke, I spoke. What was it? It was Lucy O'Brien was there. Yeah. I want to say Lucy O'Brien and... was there. Dave Milner was there. A couple Milner, people, yeah, and a couple folks from Gamespot Australia were there back when that was a thing that was happening. Yeah, um, and uh, James O'Connor was there. Uh, yes, had a, I, was, I was literally. I was like that guy who I always see on Twitter. What's his name? Yeah. Spoke to him at Megadev. Great, and reminisced about how that panel was the beginning of 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 the. It was. It was when we were deciding to do this. Really? Was that 2017? Was that when we were still at uni? Yep. I thought that was after. That's amazing. No, we were still technically at uni at that point. Right. So we were still making games and 
Yeah, but we were both just bo- about to hit. Both of us had, I think we had spoken about not wanting to do game development, but wanting to do like journalism. Yeah. The thing that happened was like we finished our, we finished our like big group work like two weeks before the end of the semester. So it was like mid November. Yeah. And then I remember you sent a message to me and to a couple of other people, June included, which was like, hey, instead of putting all this time and energy into a website about us making game devs stuff, do you want to? put time and energy into one website together where we could do like writing and commentary and stuff. Yeah. Cool stuff. I definitely wanted to do that rather than what I was doing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so I spoke to him about that and he found that hilarious (laughs) in in like in a, in a really, in a really good way. We had had a good chat. Well, that panel was very, it was a very friendly panel. Like the, like the four or five of them up there, it was very much just like them just chatting about stuff. Yeah. 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 It was, um, so yeah, like that was that was what happened. So while I was at PAX, I I had a booth booked to do a podcast. I had a spoke to someone who was working at PAX, and they had a free booth. And I was like, great, cool. Like it was one spot left, eleven a.m. to one p.m. on Friday. You have two hours. And I was like, great, cool. And I was like, is there equipment? And they're like, yep. And I'm like, how many people can fit? And they're like, four. I'm like, great, perfect, cool. And I'm like, DMing people, talking to people, you know, messaging mutual followers. And like, hey, like, you around? You want a new podcast? Couldn't, couldn't get anyone. <laughs> Could, yeah. Everyone. And, but like the, everyone the people was you were busy. talking to, they were, they were keen, but everyone was busy at that time. No, no one said, no, I don't want to do it. Everyone said, I'm going to a panel here. I'm on a booth at that point. I'm, I'm a day job on Friday. Uh, Shuhei's keynote, keynote. Yeah, Shuhei's keynote starts in like 45 minutes after you start sort of thing. Like, I want to be at that. Like, it was just, it was just an unfortunate time for it. Yeah. I then start to explore the convention center and I get told that the, the I get told um, uh, like a few days prior to PAX that like where the booth is and it's in a place called Streamland, which no one had heard of, which I couldn't see any writing for <laughs> on, on the maps. I'm like, I don't know where this is. But it, it, got, it got to Friday and I'm like, look, it's not going to happen. So I sent him a message saying, hey, like if you've got anyone who was who was wanting one, um, you know, feel free to give it to them. I'm not going to be able to make it. I can't put a show together today. And they're like, yep, cool, no worries. And then I, I ended up finding these booths, these these podcast booths. And they are- On the floor? They, no, so it's um, in the other building. Yeah, um, yep. in, in sort of the Past open- Past the Just Dance area. Uh, no, just before the Just Dance area. It's in the open oh. like uh, space near where the plenary is. Um, yes. Which is a weird spot for a podcast booth, especially one without a ceiling. Oh no, that place is so boomy. And in front of it, sorry, behind a DJ- <laughs> like a dude like with like headphones and like and uh and how a, loud was it so fucking loud <laughs> like packs loud like 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 the like the same level of loud as the booths are packs that are like yay brands it's like it's yep, like yep, yep. though like fucking booming huge speakers two giant speakers like you can hear it from all the way away away yeah oh no and the music was not good it was oh, like, no. like no one there was vibing to this music. Was it constant? It was pretty constant. Oh no! Yeah, it was bizarre. And I looked at one. They like, put the podcast booths next to that, and there was also streaming booths as well next to it as well. If you wanted to stream oh, a pack, no. Look, I don't know what the sound level was like inside. Maybe it wasn't so bad. Um, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> so Audio Technica also had. Um, like like a a podcast booth there as well, 
Um, and theirs was like a booth. Theirs was like a yeah. huge room, table in the middle, bunch of equipment. Uh, Paul James did an episode of um, Dev Diary there, um, like great. on the show floor, and it, like it looked great. And they also do the edit, like they do the, <laughs> they give you a finished podcast at the end of it, which is great. Like they'll do the editing for you. Oh, that's cool. That's fun. It's like the like the mixing, not the cut, but yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, like if, next year, I'll get in there. Talk to them. Yeah, first. yeah. Next, next, I'll, I'll I'll be in contact. Um, yeah. So yeah, so no 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 Pax Pod this year, um, but that's fine. Um, I might just try and get some of those people on other episodes of different shows that we have anyway. Um, yeah, which is which will be fun. Um, the feeling of Pax. The vibe. Yeah. The general, How the mood. Coming back after hiatus, first packs after COVID, after lockdowns. How was it? Like amazing. <laughs> like, like so positive. Like everybody was happy. Every single person was happy. It was so welcoming. It was so joyful. Um, kind of relieving in a way like it was it was it was nostalgic and it was it was it, it was nice it was good like i like i'm i'm, I'm still high on it honestly it it, it just Great. felt so um like I'd, I'd missed it i I just missed it for such a long time um mm-hmm. pax is so i mean games week as a whole in melbourne is wonderful um you know it's not it's it's not perfect it's never perfect um, but it was really good. Um, it was so good to meet people for the first time who I'd met online over the past couple of years, which is great. Um, it was great to just bump into people um, that then I'm like, hey, like, like you're cool, let's follow each other sort of thing. Um, get into random conversations with random people at different events. Um, one or two people. One or two people said that they've heard of Minimap, and I don't know if they're being polite. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That'd be nice. We'll see. That'd be nice. Yeah. All right. Um. Make me cry, why don't you? Yeah. Right. Um. But yeah. Um. It was just. It was. It was good. It was a good, positive time. And it was just. So it was so nice to walk around the space and just continuously bump into people that I know and haven't seen in a long time. Cool. Like once an hour. Oh my God, you're here. Oh my God, I'm here. Oh my God, we're here sort of thing. Like it was, (laughs) it was great. It was really good. Awesome. I'm very much looking forward to doing it all again next year. Yeah, I, yeah, I hope I'm feeling more comfortable with things then. I mean, I I probably will be, but yeah, it's definitely been, um, Listening to this has sounded very fun. If, and like, if it's made you feel any, if it, if it makes you feel any better, I don't know anyone that is that has tested positive mm. this week. Not a single person. Gcap, I don't think has hit anyone tested positive that I can that I can right, see. Just like a week ago now. Yeah, it's it's been a long enough time that I, like, we would like you know we won't know until like next week towards the end like what packs is yeah. like what packs is in terms of that stuff, but like. Like I know one person who's sick, and every day that is like, yeah, I'm doing a rat and it's negative. It's not it just turns out like you know, turns out being like having a 
the Pax Fox still exists. <laughs> you know, yes. there is still just general sickness around as well. Um, Turns out being around tens of thousands of people. Yeah, and like, like nearly every indie booth had hand sanitizer. They were wiping down controllers a fair bit. Like not, not every use, but like fairly regularly. Hand sanitizer everywhere. I was wearing a mask the whole time. Maybe like a, I, I was going to say, what was the mask usage like? Yeah, like I think it was probably about forty percent. Um, like for like there were a lot of people who who were not wearing them. Um, but people who were yep. there, like a lot of people who were there doing a booth, like a lot of those people were wearing them. Um, yeah, it was not a like I wasn't one out of I wasn't one out of a hundred wearing it, for example. Yeah, yeah, totally. So yeah, Sam and I went to a uh, we went to a comedy poetry show which is really cool a month about a month ago now and yeah we were like one of seven people out of i don't know like three or four hundred people there i was like oh fuck. <laughs> yeah yeah the act is no one was wearing one at all like basically right um including including me and i'm just like well i'm drinking so i don't know how to think about it <laughs> yeah that's the thing right at that point yeah it gets really tricky so yeah yeah no it was great Pax was just a very very positive thing I'm, I'm so Jeremy, happy what are you going to do with yourself tomorrow on your day off? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna try and put together a thing, some to talk, talk about some of the games I saw. Um, probably just like a like a, a written thing, maybe for the first time in two years, like a like Whoa. like a right. See if I can see if I can churn that out. Exciting. Um, I also want to talk about a thing. I don't know what it is yet, in terms of how I'm going to talk about. It. I'm going to talk about it now. But I want to do more on it, but I'm just not sure yet. So let me tell you about a thing that I got an email about leading up to PAX. Which I sent to you going, what is this? Yeah. Um, <laughs> want to be a pro gamer? Yeah. So, so <laughs> I'm just reading, the, yeah. reading the, the buzzwords on the trailer that Jeremy just started. Yeah. So, so there was, I got an email. So as part of like, part of media, you get put on a press list and people who are playing, people who are showing off games can send you a, an email saying, Hey, do you want to book a ticket? Um, let's like, you know, sorry, book a ticket, book a meeting so you can come check out our game. Um, one of the ones I got was a game that, and I quote, guarantees, end quote, that you will make a two partner playing this game. It is. It is. There is, a, is. Is it worth me reading out? What the email? Yeah. Oh, uh, like I'm. I'm just gonna go through it now. Anyway. Okay. Um, I saw a game, and a platform, that was being shown at PAX called Steam Core. Is the name of the game. The studio okay. is November Games, and the platform okay. is known as Play to Partner. Now, this game guarantees that if you stream this game enough, you will make a two partner. Mm. Not affiliate. Partner. 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 Now, I'm you. I'm somewhat of a skeptic sometimes when it comes to stuff like this, right? But I looked at that and went, that's, uh -huh. what is this? I've never heard of this before in my life. I need to check this out. I 100% need to see what this is. So I went over to, um, to the booth, spoke to, spoke to the, 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 lead, the lead person at the studio. Lead of the game or of the platform? Uh, the, the, the both, both. Okay. Um, I think he's the founder of the studio um, and the, the, the head of the company. Um, oh, man. 
So, so my general impressions, this, this is from Friday. I spoke to him twice. I spoke to him on Friday and then I spoke to um, Tegan about it from um, Queens of the Drone Age on Saturday being like, you gotta, you gotta check this thing out. Like, what is this? <laughs> and then I went back on Sunday to talk to him more with a pen and paper in hand saying, I have more questions. Yeah, saying I like, <laughs> hey, like I, I, I really enjoyed our chat on 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 Friday. It was it was really good to talk to you. Do you mind if if I ask you some of those questions again and some more questions, but this time so I can actually get down as much information as I can, so I know what I'm saying is accurate. And he goes, "Yep, sure, let's do it." So the way he described what this thing is, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm bringing it in. I'm bringing it back into the close-up. I really don't know what's about to happen. <laughs> so, the game itself is just like a third-person like game where you're shooting th- like other other astronauts on a planet, spherical planet, collecting these cogs. The game itself is just it's just a video game. And I'm like, okay, can you explain to me how this play to partner stuff really works? And and he starts talking to me. And he starts explaining that. The way the game works is when you sign up, when you use their, their platform that is running inside of the game, uh, you connect your Twitch account to it so that if you stream the game, the game knows that you are streaming it. So it's, it's hooked into Twitch. Yeah. Cool. For everybody that's playing that game, it will... Huh. Behind the scenes, load up <laughs> someone else's stream and watch it and become a viewer. Right. In the back end. You're not watching their stream. You're playing the game. Uh-huh. But you become mm-hmm. a viewer for someone else's stream. An active viewer. An active viewer. Theoretically. Theoretically. For someone else's stream. And the, the platform decides where to allocate people watching when and where. Which, which uh, according to the developer, will be determined by who is at the top of the leaderboard. So, is this a play to partner leaderboard or like the Twitch earnings leaderboard? No, no, what no, no. Like the the the, the 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 game, the, game leaderboard. the game's leaderboard. Whoever is at the top at that point will get the largest percentage of viewers funneled to their stream. Right. Okay. Which is like, what the hell, right? Yeah, and I start talking to him, and I'm like, okay, so this is this is like advanced follow for follow stuff, kind of just like right, like you made a game around follow for follow. Yeah, it's 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 kind of just like a like a view farm. Yeah, right. And and I'm so, it's not bots. It's not bots. It's, but... it's it's active. It's active. Apparently, I've not tried this, so it's worth mentioning that um this that there is a, apparently a playable version on his discord that i'm that i'm currently in i haven't had a chance to play yet because i only just got home um just before we started recording um hopefully i'll get a chance to play it this week and i'll let you know how it goes next week um but is it called steam core steam core yeah oh, um let me tell you there are a bunch of things yeah that it, aren't it, this yeah seo not great on it um and we keep talking and i'm like okay like how does that guarantee you being a partner, right? Because then won't you get a stream that has got, let's say, for example, 5,000 viewers and no one chatting because everyone of those viewers are playing this game. And he goes, yes. And they want more viewers too and they want to be partner. 
So they're not going to be focusing on you. They're going to be focusing on themselves. Yes. And so then what he says to me is that, okay, like, so what it does is we get you through Twitch's discovery algorithm. So we can get you onto the front page, but you still got to do the work to get the partner. I'm like, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, that kind of goes against what you were saying, but okay. But I understand the concept of you, of you artificially bumping people to the front of the queue to get people's eyes on you. Mm. And then I feel like if there's a stream that's got 5,000 viewers on it, there's a good chance 5,001, someone might start talking and you'll get more potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Potentially. You get over the, the zero viewers, the single digits hurdle. Yes. Yeah. You, you get over the hump of, of no one watching, right? Which if is the game's which, any decent to watch. Which is and important. if you're any decent to watch. Which is important, I feel, at least. But then I start talking to him about like, okay, so like, what's like, how does your company work, right? Like, what is this thing? And he goes, so we've got this SDK, the software development kit, which is the play to partner thing. And he tells me he's going to give this away for free to, to any developer that wants to use it. Okay. That is what he has said to me. Why? He wants this, so he, he, he's very um, pie in the sky about this. He sees this as the next big thing, right? Okay, okay, cool. Yeah. You believe in what you're making? Yep. Great. Yep. Um, this SDK is going to be given out for free. Um, the, way this is cur- the way his uh, business is operating currently is that uh, he got an initial investment from a venture capitalist to fund the platform's development and the first game's development, is what he told me. So Steam Core and the play to partner platform have both been funded by a venture capitalist. Um, I went back on Sunday and spoke to him further about that. Um, the actual person... Uh, from Old Ventures, which is a venture capital, like a, a, a investment company from New Zealand, um, from one Chris Yeager, um, is is the person who who, who did it. Okay, cool. Um, so like some so some of these notes are like a little bit silly. Where I just said like I just said the words like what the hell, and then I said he says the word grind a lot, and then. Um, which is something that I just noticed. He, he was really focused on like, you know, you can get there and then you can grind, like, you know, grind this game to become plat- like a, a partner. And I'm sitting here going like, that's, it kind of doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and th- so I kind of leave this meeting going like, this is so strange. This is so the odd. The first meeting. The first meeting. Yeah. The meeting on, on, on Friday. Like, this is so strange. I don't know. I don't know about this. <laughs> This seems odd. Did it have much? Was it like a? Did it have a place on the show floor? Was it getting much attention? Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was just in the the indie area of Pax. Um, okay. He's he's from America. Um, I'm not sure if he lives in Australia or not. Um, uh, but yeah, he's at least in the in the indie area. Um, so I go back on Sunday. I'm like, hey, I want to just talk to you a little bit more. He's saying that he's working with working with Twitch to make this happen because because my then immediate thought is like okay like I feel like Twitch wouldn't be super cool with this right you're kind of artificially inflating a bunch of um, people's view accounts at any given moment yeah like and you're exploiting their algorithms yeah. to do things that they don't want their algorithms to do yeah and he goes no no, no Twitch are all on board with this 
uh, he said to me that he had meetings with people at Twitch who were uh, the senior developer of Twitch, the head of global strategy at Twitch, and the head of development at Twitch. Um, and that he has a three-month exclusivity contract with Twitch um, when it launches on, I think he said November 1st, which is very soon. Yeah, it's like three weeks. I, th- I, th- I think he said November 1st. Um, and I'm like, okay. like, And I'm like, so Twitch are on board with this. And, and he's like, yeah, they're super positive. Apparently, he, he came to them about it when he first had the idea. And they were like, yeah, like cool, whatever. Like, show us when it works. And so he went away and built it and then showed it to them. And they were very positive. That, that is what he said to me. Three-month exclusivity. And then, and then... On what? Like, on Twitch. So that then, like, after that, he can then shop it around to YouTube and other streaming platforms. Three months isn't a very long exclusivity window. That's what I thought. I was thinking the same thing. Okay. Um, he said, as a part of giving the this play to partner SDK to developers, the only terms of service that they that they really want is that you are not allowed to monetize your game. Sorry, sorry, not allowed to monetize the player to player mechanic. So I guess you can't pay. You can't ask users to pay to become a a play to partner member of your game I guess I then started to talk to him like like how do you like what? how do you make money like how does how does this work in terms of a thing that makes your business successful and he goes so for Steam Core there's going to be in-app purchases I said okay okay he goes however we're not going to be charging for the SDK and he said to okay. me that games are not part of my company's the, the game sales are not really part of the company's 10 year plan and I said, okay. okay. And I'm like... So you're making money only through... Do the Twitch people who become partners, theoretically, do they have to give a cut to this person? I, I've not read... I've not read the... the uh, any agreements yet. I don't, I don't think... I don't know if you could ask that. <laughs> Neither do I. So then is Twitch getting a cut? Or rather giving a cut for every, like... Like, is this person getting like thirty percent of all the ad revenue from all of the users? So I spoke to him about ads as well. Of- I spoke to him about ads. I'm like, how do you manage? Like, you know, Twitch has been really like coming down on ads lately. Like, you know, they want to really yeah. focus on um, partners. All of these ads. viewers are ad-free viewers. Yes, and I'm and I'm and he said like, no, 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 like the ads work. The ads work under the hood. I'm like, but don't you think that the ads, the people that are like trying like to the ad space yeah like well like well, do, yeah don't you think the people that are actually paying to make the ads show up on twitch gonna be can't feel like they, they've been duped a little bit that people's ads are going under the hood and he was kind of saying that 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 twitch don't really have a good way of knowing who's actually watching the ads or not aside from <laughs> like aside from if it's muted or not like because they can't tell if someone's watching and they have a hard enough time determining whether or not you're an active user if you've got multiple win- windows and tabs open at any given moment anyway. Totally. And so he totally. doesn't seem too concerned about that at all, which is like, okay. Even though it's Twitch approved. Yes. Um, I asked him what his 10-year plan was. I'm like, what is this? And he's like, this is kind of like a phase it's one like of like a 10-year plan. And I'm like, what's your 10-year plan? He goes, I can't tell you that. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like okay. 
Just that he has one. Yeah, just that, <laughs> just that he's got one. I was then talking to him, like, how does this work for games that are not, like, competitive, right? Like, how would you, like, you know, for a game like Overwatch, for example, that has just come out, I can understand, you know, a bunch of people playing it, and, you know, it's very easy to have a number one person in a match, but how does it, how does it work for a single-player game? How does it work for a for a game that doesn't have a like a win condition that is competitively tracked and he was throwing out ideas saying like well first of all i think like what what would be a really good use case scenario is speed running and i'm like you know okay. like people that are close to hitting a world record would then suddenly get all the other people that are speed running this games like the viewers would be pointed to the person who's like speed running the, the closest to the like to the world record kind of makes sense it kind of makes sense aside from there's not that many people speed running one game all at once right no. what what i what i meant to ask which i didn't which i'm I'm i might reach out to him on discord and find out is is this pooling everybody that is using this play to partner mechanic or is it only pooling the specific games is a steam cores players only going to be pulling towards steam cores streams or if you have game like if you have overwatch using it all the people that are streaming Overwatch also going to count, like on the same leaderboard. Well, like, like rather, like, are, yeah, are they going to get pulled across into someone that's you know the best Overwatch player? Hmm. The Steam Core players are going to be streaming the best Overwatch player in the background. I don't, I don't know the hmm. answer to that. Um, he said, "What it really does is it gets you discovery. Play does the work to get to partner." And then I said to him, okay, if, if Twitch are allowing this, but they sort of can see these streams as really high, like high viewer, low interaction streams, are they yeah. just not going to start weighting them less? Are they not going to like weigh them lower in the discoverability because there's no, they know there's not really a whole lot happening in this chat? It's not easy. It's not difficult for them to figure out that it's a low... I would say that that's what they would call probably a low-quality stream, right? One, yeah. As you said, high viewers, low interaction. There's a lot of those already. There's, there's streams that run 24-7 that have no one in their mm. chat, and it's just, it's just a bot running a stream. Like, they're in our stream at the moment. You know, there's a bunch of, yeah, those, yeah, yeah. A bunch of those ones. Every time. Literally every time. Every single time. Um, and... I said, are you not are you not concerned about it about you being weighted less than other streams that have got a really high level of interaction or ones that they know are not using this play to partner mechanic? And he says, and I quote, that he has a better way to handle it. What? You couldn't tell me what that was though. He said, I can't tell you that's part of the tenure plan. I said, okay. <laughs> All right. He's got a better way to handle the low the low quality of the stream like the low value of of the stream to twitch i guess okay uh and then and then it mentions the three-month exclusivity with with uh november 1st is what i wrote it down my notes november 1st is when he's planning to launch the first one um yeah i don't know like this like there are so many so many alarm bells going off from this. There are so many red flags that are showing up and waving in front of my face. And look, I'm not 100% saying that this is snake oil or whatever. Like he, he's, he was very passionate about what he's showing. He's obviously very into this thing. 
it, it is a it like you have to be skeptic when this is something that is so unproven um and when this is yeah, something th- so also new. at the f- at the front of their press release they're also offering something that is so enticing and nearly impossible to just give to someone yes guaranteed twitch partnership yeah that is not something you can just hand out to people like a, aside from the fact that you need to have what is it, it's like 75 average viewers and you need to stream X number of days for X number of hours. Like, once you get to that point, you are then allowed to apply for partnership to Twitch. Yep. And if your stream isn't doesn't meet their standards, like it's very common for for a streamer to meet that criteria and then wait and not apply and wait for them to have a much higher concurrent average view account or a higher number of followers or to pop up for a charity stream and to and to drive those numbers that are a bit more impressive and a bit higher before you apply so that you have a much more guaranteed or much better chance of being accepted into the partnership program by Twitch because it's done on a person-by-person basis, by people, by metrics that we don't understand. All we know is that the minimum requirements are usually not enough for you to get through. So what is this bot farm third person shooter going to offer to people who might not be charismatic on camera yeah i can I, so I, I can might see not here. even talk to their stream like maybe they just do raw gameplay and they think they're going to make it to partner right so i, I because I, it's I can, guaranteed I, I can see here the on 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 my twitch dashboard because i'm affiliate i can see the requirements to to be a partner you have to stream for 25 hours okay over thir- for a week like, sorry over 30 days Okay, okay. All of this is over 30 days. Stream for 25 Anyone hours. Anyone who's serious about that, not too hard. Yeah, not that hard. Um, I've streamed for 11 and, 11 and three quarter hours last week. Yeah. Like, not last week, but over this, over this month, I've already done half of that. Uh, stream, for, stream on 12 different days. Mm-hmm. Also not too difficult. Average of 75 viewers. Yeah. The average is hard because that brings into account your lows. So it means you need to, if you're starting your stream and you're hanging around the 25 mark, that needs to, you, you need to be bringing in 125 people at once for a good chunk of time to balance that out. Yeah. And like, I think it's worth if, if you know, if say for example, this did take off and then number one person in game got 5,000 viewers for a bit, that would dramatically increase their average. Yep. Like hugely. Like you said, these three requirements is not you are now a partner. Affiliate is different. Affiliate, you hit these three requirements, you hit apply, and then within 20 minutes or so, you then get an email saying, hey, you, you, like your account has been upgraded to an affiliate. It is an upgrade on your account. It gives you- yep. Your it, fans can now subscribe to you. It gives you access to a host of features. Yeah. Um, it's basically just the, the bot criteria. <laughs> yes. Are you a real person? Yes. Um, it says here on the Twitch like dashboard, please note that applying does not guarantee partnership. And yet, play the partner is guaranteeing partnership. Um, yeah, it's it's very weird. It's very 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 odd. Um, I need to give this a shot. <laughs> yeah, and- I, I want to see this. I want to see this in action. Yeah, I, I, I want to see what it's like to do. I want to see how it works. I want to get in contact see with... See if the game's any good. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, did, I actually didn't even get a chance to play the game because I was too busy talking to the person. Um, because that's the other thing, right? This plan needs thousands of people playing this game in order to become viewers to farm the thousands of people who want to become partner, right? But if the game sucks, the- or if it's no good, or if one of the games is way more popular than the other, so, like, people playing Steam Core, which comes out first and maybe isn't as good as their next game, which comes out, Steam Core 2, the Steam core inning. Yeah. If someone's playing Steam Core 1 because it's all they can afford, no one wants to watch it, so they're, so they're not getting any viewers. Like, like, there's so many knock-on effects here. And, like, if it's no good to play, how is it meant to be any good to watch? You need to... You can't just... You can't just pump this SDK into a game and all of a sudden make it worthy of thousands of people to want to watch. Because I could have 1,200 people from this play to partner service in the chat because they're also playing the game and that like you said that one person who discovered it because the number is high comes in they're like what is this i don't want to watch this and they bounce (sighs) yeah i don't i don't understand i don't um i'm gonna i'm gonna keep an eye on it yeah i want to i want to i want to get in contact with the developer again and i kind of want to get in contact with twitch (laughs) yeah be like hey like like you know what this is going on? Yeah, like do you do you you're aware of this? What I the the one thing I can see it being legitimately decent for is clearing that partnership barrier of the requirements and then if you actually have a high quality stream that like in terms of the, with the people who are actually there with you sure. once you clear the requirements maybe that gives you the opportunity to apply for a, in a way that maybe you would be accepted given the quality of your content and the engagement of your audience. And, you know, the maybe you're doing something new on Twitch and maybe you're, you're interacting with games in a unique way or something like that. Maybe that gets you... Maybe that's a shortcut to partner already. But for the, the thousands of people who will see this and don't know that streaming is a performance and is that it's something you have to put energy and attention into and care like i don't see this doing anything for them i don't know it's it's bizarre it's so odd it that there is i've never heard of anything like it the only thing it makes me think of is like bitcoin mining (laughs) yeah you did say the metaverse throw your gpu at this and you'll make money you did tweet about the metaverse a couple times (laughs) i don't know fascinating at the very least like a thing that has not i have not been able to stop thinking about this it is it has not left my mind since the moment i got that email what a fascinating little nugget Mm -hmm. um yeah i got no idea anyway uh moving on to some of the other stuff i saw um, oh, I, I feel like I need a minute. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, I know, right? I know, right? Um, Seb says, thank you, journalist Jeremy. <laughs> yes, thank you indeed. Wow. Okay. Let, let, All right, let, taking let's, my time. I've recented. Yeah, let's I've move on. to the press room. I had a bite to eat. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> L- let's move on to something like a little bit more, like still, still big and topical. Um, more concrete. Uh, <laughs> I got to go to a behind closed doors viewing of Skull and Bones. So, uh, it's worth mentioning earlier that I said that Ubisoft were not at PAX. 
They were and not. Yet. They were not officially, but they had this mm-hmm. upstairs in a in a in a in a in a, a room without a logo on it. Uh, I got to see some gameplay Skull and Bones. Um, there was a couple things that I can't talk about, but what I can talk about is largely the just the video that they showed me. They showed me like a, a more recent in-depth look. Uh, the video, I think, is the same one that the folks who went to Gamescom could see. Um, so it was, right, it was, okay. it was, it was so the same one. Two or three months ago. Yeah. Um, my, these are my notes for Skull and Bones. Um, I truly don't know what to make of this game. Um, it's been in development hell for a while. This is pretty well so documented that it was announced. I've just pulled up, I've just pulled up a, uh, an article mm-hmm. for the history of it. This was first introduced by Ubisoft at E3 2017. Yep. So the public has known about it for five and a half years. It's probably been in development for longer than that. Yep. Let's say safely it started development in 2013. Yeah, after Assassin's Creed Black Flag with the pirate canon mechanic that was yeah. received very well. Yeah, yeah. Assassin's Creed Black Flag, a really good game. Um, nine years ago. Nine years ago. Um, this is made by Ubisoft Singapore, um, which is not one we hear about very often, oh. which is usually a bad sign. They're, they're normally a support studio, right? I don't actually know. Would you be able to look it up? I'm on it. Uh, they showed off some walking sections in this game. Um, so there's there there are some outposts that you can go over to, um, and you can get off your boat and walk around. Um, yep. It, can I assassinate people? No. Can I sink from a from a from a viewpoint and get a, a lay of the land from the uh, an elevated area? <laughs> sink, right? I thought you meant like S I N K, like just get lower. <laughs> Can I sink to the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> no, not quite what I meant. <laughs> I'm just quickly reading just to make sure that I can talk about the rest of this stuff. All the details around. Yeah, around. yeah. Good to double check. Good to double check. Uh, uh, I'll, I can give you a little yeah, history easy. on Ubi- nah, that's, on Ubisoft Singapore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what, what was the what was the most recent thing that they put out? So they opened in two thousand and eight, largest AAA studio in Southeast Asia. Uh, what was it? We're extremely excited to lead the brand new IP, Skull and Bones. Our other no- notable works include every Assassin's Creed game since Assassin's Creed Two, and our latest Viking adventure, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Okay, so they've been working on Assassin's Creed for years, uh, yep. and I don't think they've ever been the lead developer on that one. Yeah, right. Um. I may be wrong, but that's my recollection. Sure. Um, look, the ship combat looks like it's fine, right? Like, I don't really know. It doesn't look like it can it can be a whole game. That they were showing a lot of things, like they were showing, um, uh, like PvP and PvEVP stuff. Um, oh yeah. So like, there's you can sort of you can go into just I want to fight other pirates mode, and it's just like online like. You're a boat, they're a boat, fucking fuck each other up. Um, but then... You, you, <laughs> you know, you say it like that, and that sounds pretty good. It sounds all right. It's, like, it, I'm sure it'll be fine, but, like, as a game, like, I don't know really what kind of legs this has. Do you remember when they first showed off this game and they were all in on the esports stuff? They were all in on, like, you know, competitive... I didn't hear any of that. 
that that stuff, as far as I'm aware, has been written out of their design document. Well, this has been pivoted a number of times because also back then they used to say, oh, you never get out of your ship. Yep. You're all, it is just ship combat. And yep. clearly that is no longer the case. Yeah. Now you can get out of your ship. You can go to Outpost. You can find buried treasure. Um, you have a character. You have a character. You can change your character's clothes and do all the customization stuff. Um, you can't fight, but you can... And I asked them this and they said that you can at least be on the same island as one of your friends so you can at least do a fashion show. Which is all I really care about. Um, Best part of Sea of Thieves. It, it is. It is. Um, there's like different ship types. You can customize a, like a ton of your ship in this game. A lot of different like a lot of different parts, different flags, different masts, different wheels, all that stuff. Right. Um, they've moved away from it being. That they've moved away from it being a very very accurate representation of being a pirate in the sense that they've got mortars and torpedoes now. Torpedoes in this game being a pirate game yeah. looked fucking stupid. They looked so yeah. dumb. Like it's World War Two. Yes, yeah, like proper like you know like fire torpedoes and like they just like they just go across the water at, at surface level um, into the other ships. That almost makes me start thinking like, oh, they're trying to compete with World of Warships. <laughs> <laughs> kinda you know what i mean because that's like that's like the primary way of attacking boats in that game at yeah um there was a lot of th- th- there was a cutscene at the beginning there was like story stuff where like pirates are talking about you know like oh xyz uh you know like oh like hey like i want to go in and see you know the captain or whatever and then you're like hey like captain's pretty mad are you sure you want to do it and is like, yeah, yeah, I want to go do it. And then you hear like a gunshot from like inside the captain's office and a body falls on the ground and you can see the captain with a gun smoking being like, eh, that's what you get for double crossing me whenever I'm a pirate. Um, <laughs> they, these cutscenes were terrible. Um, these cutscenes were really bad. The dialogue was really bad. Look, it maybe these this is going to change, but like, I don't know if this, it seems pretty close now. It's only in March and it's been in development for a very long time. Oh, um, mate, didn't it get re-delayed? It got rid late. Oh too yeah, it got delayed too much. Yeah, it got yeah, rid late right. too much. I think it was meant to come out in November. Um, yeah. uh, I, I wrote here these cutscenes are really off. GTA Online ass shit, right? Like, like the, the uh, like your your main character doesn't talk in these cutscenes, at least from uh, what I saw. Like they're just doing this, you know, this good. puppety like Thunderbirds like reacting to a player talking at you, right? Yes. Um. I don't really know what well, they're doing. Can I just say, looking looking at this trailer, I haven't looked at any of these trailers before. It looks, the, the art looks very impressive. The visuals of it looks great. There, I don't think there's really been a game in this style that hasn't looked good. All these Assassin's Creed games, they all look really good, honestly. Sure, sure. Every- but this looks like good for the for the generation we're in, and it looks like colorful and like the the environments look interesting. I, I'm I'm, I'm, Sorry, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. It's a stadia, stadia. Down, yeah. It's a stadia down here on this trailer. Um, yeah, like, look, they've got good art, Ubisoft, for the most part. A lot of their games, they look really good. They kind of all yeah. look the same, um, in the sense that they've all got that style. Yeah. Like, the camera's always the same thing. The character model creator they've got is like used across a whole host of their games. Um, this looks like Assassin's Creed for, like, in terms of style. What I wrote here is Assassin's Creed 4 seemed more fun than this. <laughs> um, 
because <laughs> I so th- there was an extended section of gameplay that that we got that we got to watch. So sort of like a like you like you, the, the 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 person driving and and one of their buddies, um, and then uh like you know they go over to like a PVE event, they get involved, and then like some PVP happens as well, and it's all you know chaos, right? Chaos isn't is insured. I got so bored. I got so oh. fucking bored. At some point, it's just the same fight. It's right. it's not fast, right? Like you're a pirate no, ship because you're you're a big boat. Yeah. You're a big boat, mate. <laughs> <laughs> you're a big boat. It's slow sometimes. Also, like the bullets don't look like they're coming out of the guns, and you know they're they're like they're firing oh. off angles that cannons aren't actually attached to that and like look i get it you want it to be more game than realistic and like that's a balance but it kept on taking me out um they're kind of they're building like an open world basically like a huge map the indian the indian ocean down the coast of africa tons of you know like all of this stuff right but it's like a huge open world area mm-hmm. that you're exploring via boat, and mm. then you can get off and walk around in sections. But there's no there's no combat when when you're walking around. They specifically said like what we don't want is for you to have a bunch of loot and then go to an outpost and then immediately get stabbed by someone and you lose all your loot. Worst part of Sea of Thieves. Sure. They said they didn't want that, but they've done that to the point that there's no there's no combat when you're off the boat. So then, why are you getting off the boat? To find buried treasure. Never okay. fa- and, a, and have a fashion show. Uh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. And then I wrote at the bottom here: Where is the esports? <laughs> where, where where is my esports? Where is the esports? <laughs> yeah, I am not super positive on this game. Um, Damn. Are there any changes off the boat? I don't. I don't know. Like there was there was footage just on the screen of like a you being on, on a little dinghy and having to throw a spear at a crocodile. Um, but I, I don't know. That's on a boat. Yeah, it's on a boat. I don't, I don't think there's any, as far as I'm aware, there is no combat or any dangers off the boat. I don't think you can die as a player. I think you can only die as a boat. And honestly, like at that point, cause if you do put combat offshore or onshore, rather, if you do put combat onshore, then it needs to feel decent enough. And at that point, you're not just, doing oh here's a smaller boat like spear throwing mini game you're making like a third person character and and different combat values like that's a completely you're making a second game at that point so i could i can see why it wasn't a part of the plan to begin with and i can see why it hasn't become part of the plan as things have changed even although they've added a rudimentary walk around mechanic in the meantime yeah yes yes exactly um yeah. Can I you get know. eaten by a croc or a hippo? Or are those just for show? Sure, they can fuck up your dinghy. Yeah, I, I reckon you can get killed by a, by a crocodile. Um, I don't know if there are any hippos in this game. Not saying there aren't, but I don't know. Um, as long as you're in a boat. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah, so that was Sea of Thieves. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> sorry, Skull sorry, Skull and Bones. <laughs> sorry, Skull and Bones. Uh, Next up, 
Devolver were there. I think it's worth pointing out. Devolver were there, so I, there was at least they were showing off some stuff. They were showing off Angerfoot, which I didn't play there because I'd play it as part of the Steam Next Fest a few months ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that FPS Hotline Miami thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah game. I, I didn't think that game was very good. Um, but what else was there was a game called Gunbrella. Um, now, yeah. if this is not the most Devolver digital game that I've ever seen in my life, I, like, I don't know what is. Um, this cowboy's got an umbrella. Yeah, it's a it's cow- a gunbrella. It's a cowboy, kinda. Uh, he's got a gun and he's got an umbrella, and you can deflect bullets with your umbrella, and you can double jump with you, you can dash with your umbrella, and you can shoot with your gun. Uh, I don't think this game is very good either, which is Aww. a shame. I was kind of like, hey, like this looks really fun. So the 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 meta structure of the game is like Hollow Knight, which is weird. There's like oh. areas where you sit and like rest and that becomes your checkpoint. And then you've got like a big long section and there's another sit and resting stuff. Um, okay. I think the art style is okay. Like it's it's got decent lighting yeah. and good pixel art. And you know, it's it's chunky and it's it's quick and it's, uh, it's, it's a lower resolution pixel art. Um, not unlike... Uh, Kind of like Stardew Valley, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting some Celeste vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Celeste is a, is, is a good um, a good comparison as well. Um, the gameplay was really hard. Like it's like a really right. it's a really hard game. You don't have a lot of health. It's 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 very Souls in that like where you've you've got like four like hearts or whatever, and it's like some med med items, and then when you die, you go back to the um, to like the rest locations and. And then go from there. Um, I don't know why they're doing that. That doesn't add anything <laughs> to this game. Uh, I didn't enjoy having to go through a section already. Again, because I died. I didn't enjoy yep. going back through stuff that I had already done in a game like this. Um, I, I, I really don't... And you liked Hollow Knight. Like, you, yeah. you can handle these games. Yeah, like, like Metroidvanias, right? Like, I'm, like I, I like them. I like Metroidvanias. I don't know... There wasn't really any exploration that I saw, at least in the demo that I played. So worth mentioning that I only got halfway through this demo because then it broke, um, and then like and like that, that's that's not the fault of you know it's a, it's an in progress game whatever. Um, yeah, it's a shame because then I went up to the guy who was running it. I'm like, hey, like I think it's stuck, and he's like, yeah, it's it's been sequence broken, and I'm like, okay, and he's like, and I'm like, can you fix it or not really? And he's like, no, nah, like do you want like do you want to try it again? We can reset your time, and I'm like, no, nah, it's fine. Like I've, I've, absolutely I've, not. Like, like I've 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 got it. I've got the gist. Um, I didn't really enjoy the combat that much. the The actual shooting of the gun wasn't really that fun. Um, the dash, the yeah, dashing quite was quite like, hmm? yeah, like you zip around and dash and then glide a bit on this. Yeah, like the the the, the movement was all right. The movement was okay. I wanted more shoot down to get propelled upwards, and there wasn't much of that. Um, it's just like umbrella dash as a double jump kind of thing. Um. I didn't. En- I didn't enjoy how hard it was. It. I felt like it was needlessly difficult because it didn't. I, I. didn't feel like I was really overcoming anything aside from like, hey, I. I did this fight right, and if I didn't do it exactly right next time, like then I would lose yeah. a health and still win the fight, but I would just slowly get it whittled down. Um, mm. And that's not necessarily a bad thing aside from that the combat itself wasn't enjoyable enough that I really felt like I was achieving anything when I won a fight. Um. The art style is fine. It's it's all right. And that's sort of it. That's sort of all I've how I really felt about it. I don't think I'm going to get it when it comes out. Um, right. 
I yeah, I was I was I was pretty keen to play this game, and I yeah, I didn't really love it. Damn. Yeah, that's a, it's a it's a shame. Next up, Vlad Circus. <laughs> Vlad Circus. Vlad is this, Circus. Is this like a sequel to Magica? What? <laughs> your, your teacher in that was the vampire Vlad. Oh right, no, uh, no, there's not a sequel no. to that. Um, Vlad Circus is a point-and-click adventure game, um, where you are a a sad clown, um. <laughs> who has decided to invite his old clown troop, sorry, his old circus troop uh, to his house for something. Um, it's a, it, it's a h- horror, creepy, eerie uh, tale, you know, sad clown in a, in a really decrepit mansion. The, the cast of characters you meet are really just a bit off. They all know a little bit more than you. Um, and it's all, it's all twenties, circus tropes there's a strong man uh there is a lion monkey tamer um you're the clown um it's it it's it was pretty pretty weird and creepy and there's definitely vampires and monsters around but i didn't get to any um in the demo that i played combat in this trailer this looks intense It, it was it was pretty it was pretty cool i really dug the vibe of this game it was it was a quite uh, quite dour but fun game. Um, the dialogue was quite good. This is this is a really cool mechanic where like the like your character will like sort of have an internal monologue whenever something happens. Like oh, like the light. Hey, the light's gone out. I better go check the generator. Blah, blah, blah. But then he's also got a book, and his book is his journal, and he writes in his journal whenever anything happens. And the journal gives you some really great context for his relationship with the other characters. There's a ventriloquist dummy as well, um, which is maybe the most un like uh, I didn't like that character. It was a really un uh, a really not nice character to be around. Um, right. Uh, and but like yeah, like like this journal and the writing was really quite good, giving you context, giving you some backstory, but in a way that didn't feel forced. Um, it felt like there was a there was good reasoning of why he was writing about these things as they were happening. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quite like the setting. Um, the the clown itself, the main character, I I did quite like the look of him. Um, <laughs> like he's he's like a really sad clown, like a really sad clown, and it that's a cool main character. <laughs> <laughs> look at him. Look at that guy. Yeah, he looks miserable. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that game was pretty cool. I, I I'll play that game when it comes out. Uh, the, the the clown's name is Oliver Mills. Um, but so, so it's worth pointing out that all of these 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 members of this of this cl- this clown circus troupe troop um they're all they're all like it's been twenty years. So the the strong man is now quite old and frail. Um, <laughs> uh, there's I think there's like a like like a mystic man, and I think he's he's now missing an arm because he's been been in an accident. And the I think the the ventriloquist and the dummy are getting quite sick of each other. Um, yeah. which which is fun. There's there's some good stuff there. Um, I'd like to play more of it. Oh, more power to you. Yeah. <laughs> you don't look in. You don't look interested in this one, Gary. It's so creepy. Yeah. 
kind of like in the way that like the style of inscription was so on point but it was so like creepy to the point where like it quietly put me off starting that game yeah right yeah it's it's a you know horror-esque if not just horror yeah next game one of my highlights okay dark web streamer okay it's it's the mid 90s or the early 2000s except you're a streamer you're, right. a, you're a content creator on the dark web oh and what you do is you purchase haunted objects and okay. stream you fucking around with these haunted objects to a chat okay and these haunted objects will slowly haunt you further so you need to manage like your like your uh, whatever, like the whatever sanity meter that you've got, which is already kind of like, um, but like you've got a health as well, and you also got to manage your stream. And the scarier objects you have, the more people are going to watch. But the more it fucks up your like, the more it fucks up your mind. Yes. Yeah. Um, as well as just a general like, ghosts will attack you. Manage your health as well. Um. Some Five Nights at Freddy's BS. Kinda, yeah. But so, what's really interesting? It's it, it's all text based, right? So there's there's it's it's the 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 turn of the century internet. So there's ASCII art everywhere as well. When you're when you're browsing the dark web, because there's an interface where you get to browse, you know, different websites, different shops, so you can then find more objects. Um, the actual streaming is laid out similar to Twitch, where there's like the main screen in the middle. And then on the right hand side, there's chat, and there's and there's op- and there's options you can do, but it's you don't visually see the stream. It's only what's happening on text, but it will still fuck up your your computer as you're playing it. Like you know, things will move around, and it'll get all like like the the ambient occlusion will get all fucked up. And um, ambient occlusion? No, what's it called when it goes like red, green, blue? Uh yeah. Is it called ambient occlusion? I think so, but also I really don't know. Yeah. Um, Let me look it up. Uh, and there's also like an inbuilt MySpace-esque social media as well, and there's and there's other players that you can chat to, um, and it's awesome. So let me tell you why this is so cool. So I was talking to okay. the, the the director of the game, um, and she was saying that something that she used to do was she was a, a an anthropologist, I think. Um, a what? She let me let me let me double check. Um, I, I'm pretty sure that's what she is. Like anthropologist. No, an anthropologist. Or on anthropology. Or an anthropologist. Anthropology. Maybe, maybe it was an anthropologist. I don't know. It was very loud. I couldn't quite hear. Um, the way she's building this game yeah. is. Fascinating. She has got a text algorithm so that every piece of text in this game has a tone and has a like, but has intention in uh, the I- in the voice, so that um, it's 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 all generated, right? It's all like there's no there's no structured text or talking, but it's what? It, it will change depending on the kind of person that is talking to you. The text will appear. <laughs> Uh, written differently, so it's like a chatbot. Yeah, but the whole game is like that. So that so the different Whoa. characters work as chatbots, but like the the chat itself 
works like that. And all the objects are all generated from like a like a giant pool of words and names, and so that there's like an infinite amount of like infinite. There's a very 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 large amount of objects that can appear so in the, the game. So the content's not authored. Nope. Whoa. Right. Um. And it like it's kind of it's kind of like tycoon run based almost where like like I died because I wanted to see what happens when you die, um, but it's all like it it's it's all like it's all systems. It it's not a it's not like a like a it's not an authored story. It's a story that she was saying you know like it'll be either it'll be millions if not billions of different ways people can talk to you, um, wow. go, going off how she set up these systems, which are incredibly detailed. Um, Looking here, it must. She must have said anthropology. I think. Right? I think scientific she said study of humanity, concerned with human behavior, human biology, cultures, societies, linguistics. I, th- I think yes, that that one, anthropologist. <laughs> um, That's uh, Ross Geller's profession. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, think. Yeah, it was. It was one of the most impressive demos. Also, their yeah. PAX booth was the only one where they had the overhead lights turned off and they had little candles like put around the around the computers that you could play. But they weren't real candles. They were some really like, um, uh, what's it called? Some some really uh, good looking fake candles that were oh. not actually heap. It was great. It was really good. Um, uh, Ross Geller is a paleontologist. I'm sorry. Oh right. Okay. <laughs> um. It was it was so impressive. I so 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 want to play this game. Um, I was taken like I finished that and went like, oh my god, that was great. And it was that was one of the games that whenever I'd bump into anyone being like, hey, like what's good? What should I check out? I'm like, this. You should look at this. This game is great. Um, I dragged Alex from Checkpoint all the way over half a halfway across the expo hall, being <laughs> like, Alex, look at this. Um, and and they were really impressed by it as well. Um, yeah, it, it looks so cool. It looks awesome. And playing it was really fun as well. It was, like, pretty intense. And then when I died, it, like, proper blue screened. Like, but, like, in-game blue screened, which, yeah, was, yeah. which was very cheeky. Um, I also got haunted quite a lot. And then I accidentally caused a tornado in my town to come through and almost destroy my house. Um, <laughs> it, it was great. It was really good. Once again, more, more power to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember there being that... That many spooky games at PAX. Yeah, that, that was a bunch this year. It, it was cool to see. This one I brought up because I think you might like this game, Kerry. Oh, roguelite. Sigil of the Magi, I think. Oh. Uh, kind of little Advance Wars-y. Kind of little bit yeah. of, a little bit of um, Into the Breach. Kind of a little yeah. bit of uh, Slay the Spire. Uh-huh. Um, it's just a really cool tactics game um, where you, like, like have, a, have a, like a, a, little, a little party and you have cards and there's, like, there's, different, there's different archetypes of characters. There's, like, mages and there's archers and there's, uh, like, soldiers. Um, and it's got, a, it's got an inscription style, like, you know... A pathway where sometimes you'll be in a fight and sometimes an event will happen and you got to choose what you want to do. Um, and it's a cool tactics roguelike um, that I think you would quite like. Um, what did you think of it? I think it was, it, it was really fun. Like I'm not super huge into tactics games. Like I just have not really played them enough that I, I rarely think, I rarely feel like I know what I'm doing. 
um, Into the Breach is probably the the one that I like the most. Um, yeah, this is interesting because it, it's it's that top down grid based tactics gameplay mm. plus card based actions. Yes, plus a roguelike, plus like a slay the spire. Yeah, like you said, like the the movement system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. Yeah, um, it's really cool. Um, I think you should check this game out when it comes out because um, I think you'd quite like it. What's it called? Sigil of the Magi. Yes. It's got a free demo, I think. I think this is my last game. Yes. And yes, uh, and yes. the weekend comes to a close. The weekend comes to a close. It's worth pointing out that these are not all the games I played. I played a lot more, no. but I didn't. You know, I don't want to do a three-hour show. <laughs> Dredge. Kerry. <laughs> Dredge is the name of this game. Uh, this is my game of the show. Okay. Dredge is a fishing game where you are a boat going around on the ocean and you fish. Okay. Uh, sounds good. Sounds good. Um what happens in Dredge is that you will fish for a little bit and then it will you have a day night cycle. Once that cycle becomes nighttime, uh the fog appears and closes in on you. Once that happens, you are not always able to know where you're going. The okay. world is still correct, but things start to change when the fog rolls in. You might start to okay. see some cosmic uh, entities, mayhaps, a little bit, of, a little bit, of, a little bit of Cthulian, a little bit of Cthulian magic in there. Um, what happens in the game is you go out and you've got a boat. Um, you uh, get the boat from the town, and then the mayor's like, "Here, you can have this boat. That's fine. Um, like, just like we'll, we'll make a like an Adam Crossing ask loan for you. Um, go out and start fishing for us. Bring it back. Sell it to the fishmonger. We'll take a cut from all the things that you sell. Pay off the boat. Once you've done that, boat's yours. Go for your life. You can upgrade the boat. It's got a Resident Evil kind of silent, uh, like a Resident Evil um, menu inventory system. Um, oh right, well you got to fit everything in the. You got to fit. You got to fit everything in, but because it's also a grid and it also is the shape of your boat, um, your fishing things need to go on the side. The engine needs to go on the bottom. Lights go at the top, sort of thing. Okay. But you also got to fish. Um, you got you got to fit your your catches um, into that system as well. Different fish have got mm-hmm. different uh, shaped objects. It's a little management thing you got to do there. Um, the art style is. Excellent. It is a it really it's a really great looking game. This is from Team Seventeen. Um uh they they've got some really, really talented people working on this game. Um that, Are they publishing it or creating it as well? I think they're creating it as well. I think. Right. Um uh the the, the actual fishing is a little like it's 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 kind of a timing based a thing where you gotta hit the button um as an anchor goes all the way around a circle. Um, you hit it when it's in the green zone, um, and then the, that will then increase the the meter um, on the left, which is like you reeling in the fish. You then got to put the fish in the inventory and then continue onwards. There are quests mm-hmm. that the fishmonger gives you. You can upgrade your ship from like the the works the the, the workshop. 
There's like a blacksmith there to help make new fishing items for you. And there's some fish that you can only catch at nighttime as well. But once it becomes nighttime, the fog rolls all the way in and you've also got like a little, you've got a little eye at the top of your screen, which is basically your like cognition as, you know, like Lovecraft is all about how, uh, you know, when in, in Lovecraft, like lore, you, the mind cannot comprehend the cosmic entities, right? Like that's, and you know, it's a, it's a, it's an outdated way of, of, of viewing a lot of that stuff. Um, but that is a lot of what Lovecraft deals with when it, when it comes to the, the cosmic horror that, that he is, he wrote a long time ago. Um, like th- 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 this has some of that, but it, it does it in a really interesting way where like, so the area that I played is the same area that's on screen at the moment. It is two, um, two cities um, with a, a large area of open water in between and then some rocks sort of surrounding it, which you can go around. But there's, there's kind of like a, like a circular area of ocean in between these two cities, kind of like a like a strait of water, I guess, is what it would be called. Um, yeah. With the ocean around like it. It looks like a bay, but... Yeah, yeah like, but the ocean is around the, the, these two island cities. Um what happened is when it got to nighttime and I'd been in the night for, for like a little bit longer than what I should have and the fog rolled in, I couldn't quite see where the cities were, but I had a, like I knew where I was facing and I knew where the city was. So I just went... Yeah, the area's not too big. Yeah, not too big. Definitely know how to navigate it without being able to see. I started going forth and then things that weren't there started to appear. So like a rock would actually show up where a rock isn't usually... Right. right, and I had, to, I, had to, I had to then like dodge around that rock as I was making my way back, and started, I started to lose lose my bearings a little bit as I was doing it, even in this small area of water. Hmm. Really, really cool stuff. I then caught a fish in the middle of the night, and it had some gross parasite on it that was that was oh. apparently still still writhing, and so I looked at that and I'm like, well, fuck that, and so I just threw that overboard almost immediately. Yeah. And I bumped into another rock because of it um, and a hole in my ship appeared. And so whatever, like, and that took out a slot in my inventory and whatever was in that slot in my inventory was lost. Right. Which, which was quite interesting. And I got, I got bumped like four times really quickly and the devil was laughing at me because he's like, oh, that was a bad one. I'm like, yeah, fucking, I'm trying. <laughs> um, and then I got back and like I had to repair my ship and stuff. And it's, and it's such an interesting game. It's such a fascinating game because it's so peaceful during the day. The fishing yeah. is genuinely really enjoyable. It is a really calm game during the day. And the moment it gets the night, it's terrifying. It's mm-hmm. really, really quite um uh like like not anxiety inducing, but it but like there's a level of like, oh, like I I need to get back now. Like this is bad. Like I don't know what's around me. I don't know if like a big fucking a big fish is going to show up or something because hmm. I can see that like I can see there being some some big fish in this game. Um, <laughs> you reckon you get like a different boat, like bigger boat, yeah. different equipment? Yeah, yeah. So like I like I could see the beginning of some of that stuff. Like you can upgrade, um, you can upgrade a lot of your a lot of your boating equipment. A, a boating equipment. Um, certain fish can only be caught with certain um, uh, fishing lines, and you know. I'm sure there'll be like, you know, like squid jags and there was a, just before the end of my demo, there was a, um, I got given some crab pots so that I can leave them and then come back when they're full. So there's different ways right. to do different fishing um, types in this game. 
and then yeah, you can upgrade your boat to make it faster and have more space inventory and and have more lights and stuff. Maybe like a searchlight. Um, but yeah, if you feel if you, if you're watching the video, you'll be able to see that the, the fog is rolling in um, in this template gameplay demo now, and suddenly it is much harder to see where you're going, um, and it's very easy to lose your bearings. Mm. Um, this this game was great. The the audio was really good. Um, the visuals, like the visual quality of the game, is really really good. Like the, the art style is really clear. It's quite warm in terms of its like it's everything's everything's very um soft edges. Um, right. There's not a lot of line work. It's all like muted color palette. Um, and uh, they've they've lined this they've. They, they've termed this really well too, where they said, oh, staying in the fog in the darkness increases your panic. Right. Like, cool. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's that's quite good. Yeah. That's fair enough. Um, yeah. Um, I thought this game was really excellent. This is the game that I want to play the most when it comes out that I saw at PAX. Um, it was just a really, really, really solid demo. Um, I would love to sink a bunch of hours into this. Yeah, this and Sigil of the Magi, they both have demos available right now. Yeah, like a lot of... Uh, both while we're sitting here. One of the best things about PAX being at the time of the year that it is is that there's usually a, a Steam festival going on at the same time. Um, so, like, a lot of the games that PAX actually had um, demos available to play um, to go home, uh, which was great as well because it means that if, if there was a game that I really wanted to play but the line was too long, I could still, I could still get a chance to play when I got home. Yeah, Steam Next Fest is happening right now. Again, yep. what's this, like the second second one this year? Yeah, yeah, weird, right? Um, cool, though. Yeah. I haven't even heard of this one happening, but yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that was, that was all, all, of the, all of the stuff that I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and some of the stuff that I didn't really enjoy. Um, <laughs> there was, yeah, Dredge is great. I really want to play Dredge. <laughs> Yep. I like, uh, look, cool. I'm not going to play the demo. I played it at the convention center, but I want to wait for yeah, the game. Yeah. There's so. a, a lot of games on your on your list, Jeremy, that are like sort of, uh, how to describe it, sort of pr- like messing with the supernatural, the, the hallucination, sort of not knowing what's real vibe. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have picked you for someone to, uh, enjoy those games as a rule i think i think the reason i really like games that do that is because um a lot of the time it makes really interesting gameplay uh like like meta gameplay changes right a lot a lot of the games you know when when they take away mechanics because of something you've done or when when it messes with the game part of the game, right? Like the, this dark web streamer game that I saw, like the haunting sections, when you are being haunted, like you can't click to any of the websites that are inside this game. You can't see chat. You can't see, like it will take away the game part of the game, similar to like the way Inscription does it as well to an extent. Yeah. Um, when they mess with that on a, on a meta level, um, I think it makes for some really interesting gameplay moments right like i love it when when a, a in-game reason takes away a ui element right like 
the player is then part of the game because yeah. the character isn't isn't seeing that UI element, but the character is in a way seeing that UI element because you're the character and you're the player, yeah. and you're then changing your playstyle based on you not being able to see how much health you have. Therefore, the character is changing their playstyle because they are not able to know how much health they have because you're the player. Yeah. I love that shit. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Fair enough. It's a really great way to embody the character because... the you, Mechanically. Yeah, yeah. So... Cool. Pax is back. Conventions are back. Yeah. <sighs> Ready or not. Ready or Here not, welcome home. <laughs> uh, do you see yourself going to more of the like the smaller ones as they come along this year, Jeremy? Similar to like DreamHack a month ago, and oh look, DreamHack, yeah, because it's game specific. Um, I don't know, like not like not as a rule. Um, yeah, I'll I'll go to I'll go to one that has something interesting for me if if there is like you know if if Xbox have got a booth at a at a crunchy roll or whatever, I'll try and go. But like, usually, there's a, there's enough anime and pop culture stuff happening that I don't really need to. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, here's I'll, I'll probably go if there's some voice actors from a, from a game that I would like to talk to. Maybe I can try and organize that. Maybe get an interview or something. But I'm not I'm not really there to to see, you know, like actors from Babylon Five sitting in a booth talking about how much they liked working on Babylon 5, which is a show that I've not seen. <laughs> you know. Fair enough. I can yeah. see why you wouldn't want to see that. Yeah, like I don't I don't I don't I don't need to go to a convention to go to a convention. Yep. Yep, fair enough. Oh, cool. Well, that was that was great. Thank you for going and for bringing some of the show home to us for us to experience through you. It sounded weird when I said it like that, but let's move on. Uh, that's the end of the show, everybody. We did it. We did it. We're going to be back to regularly scheduled programming next week. Uh, in fact, next week we decided on what it's going to be. Uh, we're going to be ranking <laughs> the ape. What we have here, it's it's called the Apex Legends Legend Ranking. <laughs> so all of the characters in apex legends we're gonna we're gonna rank them jeremy do we see this being oh wait no wait hang on sorry before we finish there's one final thing do we want to go over or do we want to talk about it next week jeremy oh let's let's do it now it's it's topical now all right okay we're gonna go a little bit longer just a little little little, little just a little, little, bit. little bit um something that happened on friday for us in australia was friday morning on my way to pax Oh, right. Cool. Uh, the very first trailer for the Super Mario Brothers movie released. Uh, we, we won't watch it on stream. Um, like, we might we might show it on the video, but we won't, we won't play the audio. But uh, we're just going to talk about it a little bit. Recommend that you watch it uh, if you haven't seen it already, so, so you can uh, understand what we're talking a bit about here. Uh, this was very exciting for people to see beforehand. Like people were like, "Oh, it's coming! It's coming! It's coming!" Because people are very interested to hear how all of these very famous actors are going to voice all of these very non-human characters. But, but um, also some very famous voices, right? Like, like, like Mario's voice is so, so iconic, so iconic, and Toad's voice is so annoying. Yeah, 
Yeah. It was um honestly, it was it what not a bad trailer. I think it was a decent trailer. Yeah. It looks um, like a fun movie. Yeah, and like the style of it looks great. I think visually it looks really, really, really nice. Um, I, I don't like how Mario looks. Oh, I think he looks fine. His face is too different. His face is a little different. He he's cute though. I like him. Like he like he's 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 portly and 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 he's I don't know the way he's I like his facial expressions. He's he's looking around. He's like, what the hell's going? On? I don't know. I thought it was okay. Um. So yeah, if you if you didn't know, uh, Chris Pratt is playing the the voice of is voicing Mario somehow. Uh, Anya Taylor Joy is voicing Peach, who I'm whose work I'm not that familiar with. Jack Black is Bowser. Uh, Keegan Michael Key is Toad. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong. Charlie Day is uh, Luigi. Charlie Day is Luigi. It's the kind of thing where it's like, ah, why, why, why? Yeah. all of these people? I th- The most people we hear from in this is, honestly, Mario's the person who speaks the least in this trailer. We hear more from Kamek and uh, <laughs> Toad than we do from Mario in this trailer. Who's Kamek? Um, Kamek's the wizard. No, no, no. Um, who, whose voice is Kamek? Uh, uh, one like Michael Richardson or something like that. It's Michael the second last name. What, on Kramer? <laughs> Kramer? Is that Michael Richardson? Okay, then that's wrong. <laughs> uh, it's like... That's very funny. It's the second don't, name on the... Don't on give the... Kamek the mic. <laughs> do, do, not, do not let Kamek on stage. It's the second last name on the list of actors in the trailer. Um, here it is. It's... Oh. No, it was the last name. Is, was it... Um... Kevin Michael Richardson. Oh, I wasn't... I wasn't... I wasn't wrong. Kevin Michael Richardson is the is person who voices Kamek. Right. Um, uh, more, they're more of a, a traditional voice actor, I think. Yeah, I understand. Who's um, um? Who's Fred Armiston? I don't know. Who is that? He's playing. Oh, he's playing Cranky Kong. Cranky Kong. That's funny. Who, who is Fred Armiston? Uh, he's he's a he's a comedy actor and writer. Um, he <laughs> Cranky Kong. He did a show. Oh, what the fuck's it called? Like a, uh, like a Philadelphia thing. Um, right. Sorry, sorry. Not not Philadelphia. Uh, uh, Port- Portland. Portlandia. Portlandia is the name of the the show that he was. <laughs> was in. He's also in like Big Mouth and a, a bunch of that stuff, like SNL, I think. Yeah, Bowser. Bowser's voice was very impressive. I didn't really recognize Jack Black in it at all. Um, I, I did a little bit, but only because I also after that I watched a um. There was a New York Comic Con was happening over this weekend as well, and and uh, Jack Black is there. Um, yeah, and did a panel. He he did a panel where he he did some vo- some Bowser voice lines, and I could then I could then see it. Um, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, which which was which was cool. I like these penguins. Like the penguins at the, the beginning. Penguins are so funny. The, the the penguins from that from that um Mario sixty four level have a kingdom and, and they, they attack and they're very funny. Um, yeah, they, 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 they do a vicious snowball fight against Bowser. He, yeah. He just, he just big bad wolves them, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, I don't know. I think this, this movie, I think it'll be fun, fine. I think, yeah. I think the weakest thing is Chris Pratt. I think his voice isn't good and I think that Mario's design is just kind of off. He looks... Uh, I think it's fine. He just looks like a... He looks more like a... <laughs> And you know, I I suppose that's what they're going for. But he looks like a plumber from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, he looks like a dude. <laughs> he kind of lo- like very stylized, very cartoony. But like he looks like 
um, the Mario movie guy. <laughs> the Mario movie guy? Like, he looks like the 80s Mario man. 80s Mario man? The fucking 80s Mario movie. The Mario movie. Dude, from, from the first... He doesn't... What? What? He does. He, he looks like, um, he looks like Bob Hoskins. Okay. You, li- you like that movie, though. What's wrong with that? Why is that a downside? Because it's not Bob Hoskins. Okay, so what? I don't know. It just, like, I, I just would have liked him to look a little more like Mario. Um, yeah, look. <laughs> I, I think he looks, no, he looks more like, like the Mario Odyssey Mario than, than 80s film live action Mario. No, his, his face yeah. is wrong. Yeah, it's it's a little different. It's a little tweaked. It's not the same, but it's it doesn't look like an actual human being. Mario. You can't tell me that isn't more similar to what we're looking at. Yeah, no. It's so much closer than you than you're saying it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just I'm just swapping between the three images of of Mario now. M- Mario from the movie Mario from the Bob Hoskins movie and Mario Mario from the game. Yeah, the game Mario. Mario Mario and Mario. Yeah, I I like the way he looks. I um it I do think his his voice isn't that great. Like okay. like you hear him you hear him get shot out of a pipe and he's like, ah! Yeah. And then and then he follows Toad Summer and he's like, Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. And yeah. like that's it. And it's like, that doesn't sound like Mario. It sounds like Chris Pratt putting on a New York accent. <laughs> yeah. Let, let me just... Let, you won't be able to hear it, Carrie, but... Yeah, here it is. Yeah. It, 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 just, it, it just sounds like Chris Pratt doing a, a, a Brooklyn accent. Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. Um, if it works, it works. And then great. Like, that's fine. I'm not looking for it to not work. Yeah, no, but. like I think I think visually for the most part I think it looks quite good. Like I I was I was on Twitter and I saw uh Jeff Grubb was tweeting about it. Um cuz uh, his 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 kid watched the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um which I think is a, a, a target audience I think we'll say. Um and what he said was that if I can find it. Come on Jeff, where are you? Come on Jeff. What Sam says, I hate it. What do you hate, the voice or the trailer? Because you already hate Mario for some unknown reason. Sam hates Mario? Sam hates Mario. Why does Sam hate Mario? <laughs> Sam, why do you hate Mario? Jeff Grubb says, no you joke, the, the first thing the five-year-old yeah. said was, who is that? That's not what Mario looks like. What's wrong with his face? She's watched it <laughs> ten times and is over it now. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Mario is uncomfortably wholesome. Oh, mm. yeah. Sam feels patronized when playing Mario. That's the problem. Right. Okay. Which is like, I mean, it's a kid's game. <laughs> yeah. M- Mario games are almost uncompromisingly happy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, penguins, the penguins going to war and like screaming at the camera. The weird faces they pull. It's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Mario. That's the Mario. Looking forward to the next trailer, which I'm sure is going to be very voice-focused. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be some pop songs in it and some nonsense and, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, and it'll be like most of the plot is like, oh, we have to save the mushroom. We have to find Princess Peach to save the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, and then and then Peach will be like, like Luigi, how did you get here? Yeah, and and, and Peach will be like, I don't need saving, blah, blah blah. And then like it'll be, uh, like there'll be like another pop song playing and. It was like like Donkey Kong, and then just like Hey there, Mario, and yeah, it'll be, yeah. And the end of the trailer will be, just be her going Mario. Who's the, who's at the end of the trailer? Who's the Sting? Because for this Sting, it was Luigi. Cranky. You, you reckon Cranky? Do you reckon it's, it's Cranky a, or Donkey Kong? It's a comedy bit between Donkey Kong and Cranky. No, I think it's the introduction of either of them. Right. Probably not Cranky. Actually, it's got to be someone recognizable, and they're going to be running out of them at that point. So yeah, it'll be it'll be Donkey Kong. Yeah, I guess that that makes sense. Because like Cranky Kong, like Cranky Kong's in like two games. Yeah. Well, kind like, of. He's he's in more than that. It's not many though. I can't tell you all of them what they are. Right. Well, like did we're you not know buying that... Cranky Kong games. We're buying Donkey Kong games. Sure, but you know the do you know the law. I know that he might be the original Donkey Kong from the Donkey Kong arcade because game and that Donkey Kong the is Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong we Jr. play now is Donkey Kong Jr. And Cranky Kong is old Donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Theoretically. I wonder if they'll I wonder if they'll talk about that. I reckon I reckon they could and it'd be funny. Maybe. I would be surprised though. I doubt we'll get there. But but if like Cranky Kong and Mario are like, oh hey, I haven't seen you in forever, like they've like like as if they're like old friends. Maybe. It's looking like this is Mario's first time dealing with anyone like this, though. Yeah, maybe. Well, maybe Mario will be like, I dealt with an ape once or a monkey once. Yeah. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, thank you for indulging us, everyone. This is an interesting little chat. It's an interesting... It was an interesting trailer. Like, the, the, the internet really did go to a standstill for it um, in a way I haven't seen happen in a long time. Yeah. Uh, yep. And and then we all moved on because it's like yeah it's a two minute trailer yeah. it's all right it's decent it's okay yeah. yep uh, if you want to laugh I did I did uh, edit the rewind theater video for that for IGN and uh, Mark Medina did the voiceover and at the end he was like ah oh, stay on IGN and until next time wahoo <laughs> yippee <laughs> which was very funny <laughs> silly yeah. All right, we're actually going to wrap up now this time. Thank you for listening to this PAX-centric episode. Thank you, Jeremy, for going and doing such a great job of telling us how it was and what you liked and and giving us that concerning little nugget of the uh, pay-to-partner pay uh, SDK mm-hmm. <laughs> coming forward. Uh, we'll be back next week when we rank all of the Apex legends. Uh, but until then, let me just, again, find my rigmarole. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, uh, you can find us on all the social media platforms to uh, know when a new episode goes live or what have you. Uh, make sure you're not missing that when that goes up on our socials or on the website by following us at MinimapAU on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, or just checking the website, minimap.com.au. Uh, you can follow us individually too. Uh, Jeremy, if you want to see all of Jeremy's very uh, sleep-deprived photos that he took over the weekend... Uh, at PAX, you can follow him at... Uh, at obi one Jez. You can also follow me at KJ Palmer underscore 24 if you want to listen or see the progress uh, of, that I'm making towards the Final Fantasy X Platinum. Uh, spoilers, it's going to take a lot longer than I thought it was going to. Uh, <laughs> uh, for those of you that are still uh, here with us live on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post-show. Don't know how long we're going to go because we did start a little late, but uh, we'll see how long we go. 
And uh, for those of you listening later on a podcast service or on YouTube, uh, make sure to give us a positive rating or a thumb up or a tick or a plus or whatever it is. It does mean a lot to us. Uh, and consider joining us next week for the live show. Lastly, if you wanted to, you can also support us on Patreon if you want to help keep the mics and lights on. You can do that by heading over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian dollars, you can ask us questions to answer on the podcast, all while helping us out greatly. Uh, if you ask any questions on Steam Core or uh, Play to Partner, we won't answer them immediately, but hopefully in the future. <laughs> <laughs> we promise we're just as confused as you are. Um, but that's going to do us for this week. Again, thank you so much for listening. Uh, and Jeremy, take us out. Press the button. Send us home. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week everybody thank you so much I forgot <laughs> <laughs>